All hail King Corbin, first of his name. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Chick Foley Show. I am here live in the beautiful coming together Jimmy's Famous Seafood Studios. And uh, welcome. We have a lot to talk about. We have Clash of Champions to recap. Want to say hello to my co-host, Sheena Phelps. What's going on, Sheena? Not a whole lot, man. Just got done watching, like you said, just got done watching the uh, debut of NXT on USA. So I'm excited to dive into that a little bit. And I have some I have some exciting news, too. I finally got to try the Popeye's what? chicken sandwich. You yes. found it? I found it. Holy we shit. Oh, man. Okay, yeah, this, the, man. we need to throw the, throw the script away. This is all <laughs> we're talking about for the next hour. Where'd you, yeah. find, where'd you find? I thought it was like gone. I thought it was sold out too. We called. Uh, we called one of the locations, and yeah, they had it. It like deep, deep in the heart of Norfolk, they had they had some crispy chicken sandwiches left, man. And let me just tell you, that shit was good. <laughs> it was really freaking good. And um, like I, it's such a it's such a toss up for me because God, I love me some Chick Fil A. Like I'm yeah, not even gonna yeah. lie, I love Chick Fil A. Um, but that sandwich was really good. It was different, like crispy crust, like. The mayonnaise, that's that's one thing that's got a little step above is the um, above the Chick-fil-A sandwiches. It got some sauce on it. I'm the sauce boss. You know, I don't eat dry food. That's for that's for the birds, you know. Like you gotta have some sauce on there. Oh Lord, Papa stepped it up. But what I will say is if I only have one chicken sandwich left in my life, <laughs> and it was the, <laughs> it might it was the end of days, speaking of Baron Corbin, um, I would probably pick chick-fil-a just because the consistency is there i mean i've been to some really good popeyes and i've been to some really shitty popeyes you know what i mean and i'm not gonna risk my last chicken sandwich yeah, on yeah they're, on they're a crap stuff, shoot for sure yeah on some sketch popeyes but you know what i've never been disappointed at chick-fil-a so um like i said super excited i got to try that that is your that is your foodie foodie blurb for for the day if you can find the popeyes chicken sandwich is freaking delicious it's got the brioche bun um which is also a thing it sets it apart from from the uh, chick-fil-a sandwich so <sighs> yeah man now damn it pregnancy cravings now i'm like it's like you know 10 o'clock and i'm like i need a chicken sandwich <laughs> well i'm not pregnant and i'm craving it too i gotta i want to <laughs> do a blind taste test on the show next week or something if i can if i can find uh, it here it was it was amazing that uh chick-fil-a was out of uh chicken for like a month what what's like how's it hard to find like a chicken breast what's what was uh, the... the oh the popeyes yeah, yeah. What did oh I yeah, Chick Fil A. That's you said Chick Fil A, but yeah, like I was like, dude, that's one thing. Chick Fil A don't run out of chicken. You know what I mean? No. Like Pop- Popeyes, like they they totally underestimated their demand, and you know, then then everybody tried to get in on it. Like when Popeyes ran out of chicken, McDonald's was like knocking down the door, like, hey, we got this like barbecued chicken sandwich, <laughs> you know, flub over here, which was you know bullcrap, but. Yeah, everybody was trying to get in on it, but yeah, Chick Fil A, man, they they are they're on their they're on their stuff. I don't know if you've ever seen that. That viral like YouTube video that lady made about you know Chick Fil A and how efficient they are and how they've been trained by the military and stuff, but it is the truth, man. Like you go to Chick Fil A, they're like you know my pleasure, and you get what you order in a timely fashion, <laughs> except for on Sundays. That's one that that's one thing they got going against them is the whole the whole God thing, and you know I, I'm I'm glad they get people think like days off on Sunday, but sometimes you just want a freaking chicken sandwich on a Sunday, man, and your heart's broken. Chick-fil-A, you can uh, hit us up at askchickfoley at gmail.com. We are, uh, you can pay us in chicken sandwiches, coupons, whatever you want to do. Uh, By all means. Marco, how are you this evening, sir? Do you have any, do you have any uh, food that we should know about that was interesting? 
I, I have nothing after that. That was like probably one of the best intros ever, and I can't follow it up with anything <laughs> fascinating like that at all. But um, he's I'm like, just, I, had a, uh, I had a six-piece nugget from McDonald's. <laughs> yeah, I had um, I had like frozen chicken nuggets tonight with my with my kids. So that's that's I a mean, good nice. that's a good chicken. Yeah. I mean, that's that's all they eat. Um, so they don't need anything else I give them. So it's chicken nuggets every night. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you, um, you make five of them and they eat like two of them, and then you're like left eating like cold ones, like when they're done eating. That's always the best. Oh yeah. Yep. Hashtag yep. parent life. Right. Sauce boss over here as well. I'm dipping it in ketchup. Not very fancy with the mayonnaise, but you know it's oh. it's all I have over here. Um, but uh, other than that, feeling great. Um, Oh, you always get that little like adrenaline rush after watching some, some good old fashioned wrestling. Yeah, and, uh, I'm wide awake now. Yeah, yeah, as, yeah, as well as um bumping some Lizzo over here too, <laughs> trying to get trying to get pumped off to some uh, some Lizzo going. So for you guys who don't know, yeah, uh, Marco just has recently discovered Lizzo. You know, and usually it's like a female empowerment thing, and like all of a sudden Marco hits me up in the DMs and he's like, you know what? I just discovered Lizzo, and I just discovered she's pretty awesome, and I'm like. I've been telling you guys. I've been telling you. You just listen to me. I will never steer you wrong. I'll have to play her on the outro. I am. Uh, I have not delved into the uh, Lizzo thing, but uh, I think I think Morrow made a reference to to Lizzo tonight. During oh, the, tonight uh, he did. Yeah. Oh, I must have missed it. Yeah, he makes. I think I'm gonna start hating uh, Morrow and Allo. Is that is that a hot take? Yeah, that's a very hot take. Morrow is the man. He drops like, way too many pop culture like corny dad jokes for me oh that's why i love him so much dude because he's in the know and he like he, he is. knows he is that's he true. like dude you have you have to be so witty i would give anything for like half of his like speed of wit just like to come up with these things on the fly with just the the emphasis that he puts on i'm like he's god he's the freaking man Let's get into it. Well, let's get some plug skis out of the way here first. I, I dropped the email address. It's askchickfoley at gmail.com if you need to uh, send us a question or a concern or, or anything like that. Or a chicken sandwich. Chicken, Yeah, chicken sandwich recipe, uh, what, whatever it is, hit us up there. Uh, you can uh, check us out on Patreon. It's patreon.com slash chickfoleyshow uh, for any uh, chicken-related conversations. We do it there. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. Uh, it starts at a dollar a month. Uh, we use our Facebook group to uh, buy and sell and trade figures with all of our awesome Patreon subscribers. And uh, if you want, we can start talking about chicken on there. Whatever, whatever you want, you know. We, we just, yeah. it's an open forum. There's no, there's no <laughs> chicken shaming or anything like that. Um, Ringside Collectibles does not sell chicken, but uh, they do sell some awesome wrestling figures. And you can use code Chick Foley uh, and get ten percent off there. They have an awesome sale going on right now. A hell of a sale, they call it. Uh, so check it out there. Chalkline is a bunch of jackets and, and cool gear that uh, if you follow Sheena on Instagram, she's wearing almost daily. And you yeah. can get 15% off there. Uh, code CHICK, C-H-I-C-K. Collarandelbowbrand.com is one of our favorite sites for some really good t-shirts. Uh, use code CHICK for 10% off. But if you're listening today, I think it's code NXT. Uh, this evening, you're probably not going to get this until tomorrow. I apologize, but it's 25% off. But they do sales like that all the time if you follow them on social media uh, around the holidays and stuff like that. And if you want to buy our shirts, it's ProWrestlingTees.com. Just do a search for Chick Foley, and you can find all our stuff there. So that is that. Let's Before we get into Clash of Champions, guys, let's talk about NXT because tonight was a big night. We had three straight nights of wrestling, four straight nights of wrestling, actually, Yeah, uh, which yeah. is awesome. And uh, I, I enjoyed 
almost all of it, but we can start with what happened tonight. The premiere of NXT on USA. I'll start with you, Sheena. What did you think of the overall look of the show? It was a little bit different than what we've seen uh, on the network uh, episodes. Yeah, you know, it was still at Full Sail, which I totally appreciate. I love I love just the feel of Full Sail, the Full Sail audience. You know, th- those are your hardcore, like, NXT fans. You know, they, they, are, they are totally there for it. They are in it to win it. They're going to they, – they really do – bring a lot to the show just with their excitement and their knowledge of, you know, all of the people, which is, which is really, or with all the superstars, which is really awesome. Um, but yeah, it looked a little bit different. I mean, the crowd I felt like was a little bit darker. The lighting was a little bit different. I felt like they had, they had, um, maybe I have just never noticed it, but they had like a, a ceiling graphic. Have you guys ever noticed that before in NXT? I, I think that might be new um, where they would like come up onto the ring apron and they would do this shot from like below. And then there was like the name graphic and everything up on, up on the ceiling. And then I think that the, the Titan Tron behind them actually got a little bigger. Um, or maybe I'm just making all this up and it's like some sort of placebo effect. And I'm like, it's on TV. So everything's <laughs> bigger, bigger and more awesome. But those were my takeaways just from the overall look the feel of it um but as and as far as the matches and stuff like we're gonna we're gonna dive into a few of those matches but yeah they just they just brought the heat out man i think everybody knew like for the stakes that were on the line and you know what what this meant to the company and what it meant for nxt and they just laid it all out there yeah good good stuff i totally agree with everything you said there damian priest wrestled on last week's show and that's the first time i I remembered or i realized that they had that that Ceiling uh, graphic because he did like kind of the uh, the bow and arrow move and and shot up his uh, kind of graphic up on top of the ring on like kind of hanging above the ring. Which, but that's the first time I noticed it. So but that's pretty cool. And a couple people were bitching on Twitter that they don't have the ramp and stuff. I don't know why it even matters, but people yeah. need, need to complain about something. Uh, mm-hmm. I think the feel was good. I loved the lower lights, uh, you know, during the matches. And you know, they've they've done something like that in in previous NXT iterations. Mm-hmm. But I just like that feel. It kind of looks like a house show. It makes it look a little more intimate. They and, did it at um, Clash too. Did you notice they they did that at Clash uh, of Champions? Yes. Yeah, during the in, during the intros they did. And then yeah. they raised the lights, but it looked you know it looked awesome. I love that look yeah. for for wrestling shows. Uh, just have like a spotlight on the ring, and that's all you can focus on. You don't see the beach balls and all the other dumbasses in the crowd trying to get attention <laughs> right exactly all the gimmick fans yeah uh but it, it was a good show people were a little upset with the switch over to nx to, to wwe network i apologize there to wwe network uh because i guess everyone was trying to log on all at the same time and it was it was messing up i i missed the uh whatever match that was uh before the leo rush match i missed it just because i was putting the kid to sleep but i think a lot of people were having trouble logging back in after the uh the uh the title the North American title match. Did you guys have any yeah. problems? I didn't have any problems. My mine logged right in, but yeah, I did see people um complaining about that. And guys, that's only for a couple of weeks. Um whenever it um whenever AEW I think what is it, October fourth, I think is when everything is really gonna yep, go yep like fully live um and the whole two hours is going to be on usa but for this next couple of weeks it's going to be like what you saw tonight so your first hour is going to be on usa network and then you're going to switch over to wwe network to watch that to watch that final hour yeah i mean i don't mind it i think uh, it's if it's just for two weeks it would be annoying if you had to do that uh all the yeah, time every week yeah but i think it's going to get some people switching over and, and maybe some new subscribers so that's cool um, For sure, yeah. What are they doing? I mean, we saw a lot of people. I mean, we saw Rhea Ripley last week, and now Pete Dunne seems to be a weekly uh, addition. We saw Walter tonight, of course. 
Uh, are these folks going to jump? Yeah, between... that was a, that was a surprise, yeah, dude. I for could sure. not, I could not believe Walter was there tonight. I, I don't know if that had been like you know leaked out anywhere, but I've been kind of off the grid all day today. Um, but yeah, when Imperium showed up, I was like. What is happening here? And then for a brief moment, I was like, well, maybe it's just them. You know what I mean? Like, surely, like, Walter's not here. And then all of a sudden, they, like, lined up, and the music hit. And I was, I mean, the pop for Walter was insane. It was awesome. Um, but it was, it was great. Like, I loved, loved, loved seeing him here. And, I mean, that's how you kick off, oh, yeah. freaking, you know, a network debut. Yeah, then that just gives a bigger spotlight to the NXT UK show. And I'm sure, you know, they tape those so they can, you know, those guys are kind of just sitting around for, you know, um, they don't tour, I don't think, on a regular basis over there. So, I mean, why not use those guys, Rhea Ripley and Pete Dunne and some of these other big names? I'd love to see Tyler Bate come over and maybe wrestle some cruiserweight matches or something. It's, uh, I think you can definitely fill those two hours. I and, mean, you know, sadly, you could probably fill three hours, but. Uh, yeah, I think, um, I think Pete and Rhea Ripley are, are here for like they're here like they're they're not nxt uk anymore they are officially yeah they are officially they've been upgraded to to um nxt proper um on usa so and i wouldn't i would not be surprised you guys to see you know tyler Bate in the future um obviously we saw walter tonight i'm not sure what that means for his future as far as like you know i mean obviously he has the the uk title so at some point he's gonna have to to drop that back in back in the uk but um you know i don't know what that means for him but i wouldn't be surprised to see tyler bray tony storm um all those people kind of like migrating over to to nxt um over here on usa what were your thoughts before we get into some of the matches marco i thought it was actually um really good the presentation pretty much stayed the same um they didn't change up too much Mm um uh the matches were the same ones you would have seen on the network they didn't change it up at all they didn't like you know, make it like TV friendly. Uh, they kept it like with the hard hitting action that they've always done. Um, I, I, I just thought overall it was a really great show. I mean, if you're an NXT fan, you're going to love it regardless. Um, I'm just hoping that like, you know, like the new viewers tuned in and they were actually like able to see it um, for themselves if they weren't, if they weren't like network subscribers or anything like that. And it actually really proved that they can, you know, uh, hold a TV show on their own and, I loved how they kicked it off with that women's four-way match, and I tweeted out and got a couple people chirping at me, but um, uh, Mia Yim, Bianca Belair, Candice LeRae, Io Shirai, I, I, I don't think AEW has anyone that can touch those four, and they are on NXT, and they're not even the t- – I mean, that's not even touching Rhea Ripley and Tony Storm and, and Shayna yeah. Baz- Baszler and yeah. some of these other folks. So they are so stacked with women's mm-hmm. talent on this show. But that was an awesome four-way match. And So uh, good. Yeah, show- I mean, it was so good. They just take more bump. I mean, I don't know what it is compared to the you know the main, the main roster shows, but, I mean, the women down in NXT are just bumping like crazy, and it's just, you know, it's just a more realistic product. And – all four of them. I mean, I, I could have watched that match every single week. Those four can go. All four of them. They're super fun. Somebody tweeted me that there three of them are like. He was like, "Yeah, no shit, dude. They're three of the best women's wrestlers of all time." And then one blue chipper. I was like, 
uh, the three of the best of all time. I don't know yet about yeah, that, it, but that, that's a little, that's a little overarching, but, um, yeah, you I know, mean, they, they are incredible. You know what I mean? I mean, if you, if you put these women, I mean, no, no shade to any of these women, they're all amazing. But if you put these women in the ring with Becky, Charlotte and Sasha, even it would be like, like lights out. You know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah, it, yeah. Would, it wouldn't, it would be no competition. Um, and I, like I said, I love all, all four of these women. I think they're, I think they're incredible, but yeah, they just put on a hard hitting high flying match. And I thought it was really good. Um, I was a little bit, I was, I mean, I guess I wasn't surprised to see Candice LeRae win because she's the only one who hasn't went like head to head with Shayna so far. Um, and so this is her chance, but I mean, come on, let, let's be real for a second here. She's going to get demolished by Shayna. <laughs> Yeah, it's a cool like um, underdog story because she she plays that role really well. But she can go in the ring too. But yeah, definitely the size differential. I was hoping somebody oh, was going to come like out. Oh, she looks like she looks like a little troll doll like, yeah. next to yeah. next to um, you know Jessamyn Duke and Shayna and all them. Like I was like I was like oh my god, it looks like a little troll standing next to. And I don't mean troll in the bad sense, but like you know she's like all colorful and like you know like Barbie esque. And then you got like the darkness, like the dark side around her, and they're all like towering over her. I was like, man, look at this matchup we have here yeah i was wondering if somebody was going to come out and kind of be at her side but uh i don't know if she has any allies left she's already anymore. lost she's already yeah. lost her best friend man so yeah. yeah uh we saw the return of uh leo rush who is already now the number one contender for the cruiserweight title so uh it sounds like i don't know if they've even announced this anywhere but it sounds like 205 live is is done with or going away i don't know if we talked about that last week or not I'm, my days are running together but um I guess this is going to be the new home for kind of the cruiserweights because we have you know a, a number one contenders match here. I'm all for it too. I think it's going to be a bit a better you know platform for them on network yeah. TV and uh, just it'll help them more... round out that second hour too. Yeah. I think you know what I mean w- without really diluting the one hour of NXT that we know and love. I was really hoping we'd see Ciampa tonight, but that didn't happen. Spoiler yeah, alert. they're. I think they're holding off. Maybe, maybe until like it's all two hours on uh, on um, USA. But yeah, I mean, I have no doubt that we're going to see him sometime in the near future. What about? We get, I mean, we cannot not talk about the North American Championship match. I mean, that was a really, really good match by both men. Um, but we fulfilled a prophecy tonight, Phil. A prophecy that we've been talking about <laughs> for nine months. You know, um, and I we talked about it at the beginning of the year when we did like our New Year kickoff show and all that stuff about the undisputed era being draped in championship gold. And we've come close so many times, but it's just like it just never happened. But tonight, Roderick Strong is your new North American champion, and he he fulfilled the prophecy. And it was such a cool moment seeing all four of those guys standing up there with all the gold. And, you know, like I said, no matter how long lasting it is, like the fact that it happened in that image is just something that's going to be like, you know, it's just it's just a moment. It's just iconic, you know? Yeah. Hats off to him. He uh, I mean, he's such a great worker in the freaking ring, man. And I don't think Velveteen Dream really needs the title. I'd like to see him maybe move up and, you know, contend for the for the gold uh, off of uh, Adam Cole going forward. Mm-hmm. But uh yeah, it was it was a, it was a cool sight to see that that was a great match and uh, again, yeah, this I have really high hopes. People were kind of down on NXT moving to USA, and I think if they if they keep it how it is and they're not touching the product, it's it's really just made for the hardcore wrestling fan, and I think this is going to get a lot more eyeballs. I saw more talk about NXT on on Raw and SmackDown in the last week than I've seen in like six months. You know, I mean, yeah. 
they're now finally promoting it, and this is going to be you know from Gargano saying he's staying there. This is going to be a third brand. I think I'd love to see a couple people move down from the, the main roster um, going forward once they go to two hours live on USA. But uh, it's hard to criticize anything on the show. I wasn't a huge fan of the ending. I just felt like it was kind of uh, – a cop out ending, and it was just a lot of guys like it felt like a battle royale yeah. where, where guys were just like standing around, fake ar- you know forearm. It's just kind everybody. of like yeah, here, here we are, we're here too, you know. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. But um, did you notice? Did you catch this? Because I didn't catch this initially. I don't know what the hell I was doing when I missed um that AEW aired a commercial during um during uh the show. Yeah, I guess. Did you that, see that? No, I did not. I think it was anybody who who has Direct TV. So it's. I, it sounds like, or somebody tweeted. Oh, somebody okay, tweeted me I, that I, it's not the not the you know USA Network that does any of the the advertising and stuff like that. It's the actual cable companies. That's why you'll see like local you know car dealership commercials and shit like that. Um, but I guess they just bought space on Direct TV during it. Okay, I, that makes sense because I was like, I was sitting here the whole time, and I would have that that would have been something that I would have noticed. You know yeah. what I mean? Oh, Even if I sure. was looking down at my phone, I would have noticed like Cody Rhodes' voice coming over my my speakers. Um, and I I went back and I found it on Twitter and I watched the ad, you know, and it talks about. I mean, it's just like an ad for AEW, you know, pretty generic, but it, I mean, it was a cool ad. But um, yeah, pretty crazy that they that they bought ad space. To during, I mean, I guess it's not crazy. It's smart, but uh, it's just funny how this is actually turning out to be something, you know, like an actual Wednesday night war. Yes, I mean, super smart. Yeah, I mean, why would you not want to appeal to? I mean, it just makes sense. You're appealing yeah, to the people, that, yeah, wrestling yeah. fans. Like, who else? What are you going to do? Advertise during the Bachelor or something? Like, it's you yeah. Know, I don't know why people on Twitter are so like amazed by it. It's you know, it's business. Yeah. yeah, I'm sure WWE would do it if it was the I reverse. I think it was just un- yeah, I think it was just unexpected because you know you're thinking like, okay, well I'm gonna watch NXT, you know, and you just you just don't expect to see an AEW um, ad on that type of platform when you're just kind of watching that, you know. I kind of get just caught people caught people off guard, but um, yeah, pretty cool. I'm super excited. I'm very hopeful for the future of NXT. I hope that they keep up this momentum and I hope that they can keep up this level of work. Um, I mean, they have no shortage of talent down in NXT, so you know I have no doubt that the quality of matches and stuff like that is gonna is gonna continue to be the quality that we know and love from NXT. But, um, but yeah, I think it was a good a good first night, you know, and that that really says a lot. You never get to you never get a second chance to make a first impression, and I think they they really did a good job tonight. Let's uh, move on to Clash of Champions from Sunday yes. evening. Um, a pretty good show. I think people were kind of mixed on it, from what I've read. There were some some matches that were better than others, as as always. But uh, what are your overall thoughts on this card as we head into to Hell in a Cell next month? I thought it was good. I thought there were some high spots and some low spots. I thought, um, you know, like I said, there were some good matches and some that weren't so great. Um, but it was a long. It, it wasn't a long show. I don't guess. I don't know. I just felt like. I felt tired by the end, but the the show ended at what, like ten thirty or eleven or something. Yeah, like super that? early. I was even, surprised. It wasn't even like yeah, it wasn't even that late. But at the same time, like I was like, man, that was a banger of a show. <laughs> like it just felt like it was like on and on and on. I guess because it was like title match after title match. Maybe you know when you're watching a title match, you're just a little bit more engaged than you would be if you're like, okay, well, this is a popcorn match. Like I can just scroll my phone and like, you know, watch this a little bit in the background. Um, but overall I thought it was, I thought it was a good show. Nothing special, nothing spectacular. I mean, we did have some really cool moments with the fiend and, you know, we'll talk about that, but, um, you know, nothing, nothing mind blowing. 
Yeah, my favorite match of the night was the uh, the Becky Lynch Sasha Banks match going into the yeah. crowd, and of course setting up for a Hell in a Cell match next month. Uh, it was it was a great back and forth. I, I mean, there were several times I thought Sasha was going to win, and they were kind yeah. of kind of making a, a ongoing feud where they they kind of hot potato the title back and forth. Um, but we have to talk about the guy in the first row that freaking tried to grab Sasha Banks' ass as they're going over the barricade, and he is getting lit up on social media, rightfully so. I- I saw that. I did not see it when it happened. Me either. Um, but I, I saw a bunch of people talking about it um, today, or like right after the show and um, on Monday and stuff. And I was like, "What?" And then I saw that I saw the little gift that somebody had made of it. And you know, part of me is like, "Is he really trying to like grab her butt or pat her butt?" Or maybe it was just like an unfortunate reach. Like I don't know. You know how like sometimes like you could like graze, you know, somebody's like boob with your elbow, and you're like, "Oh God, sorry." You know what I mean? Like you're just kind of like, "I didn't mean to do that." But like, do you feel like it was like intentional, or do you feel like he was just a drunken jerk, or like do you feel like it was unintentional, or do you feel like he was just a drunken jerk trying to like get a, get a grope? Yeah, no, I felt like it was on purpose, and I feel like he was trying to make it like look like it was not on purpose because he went back a second time i don't know if marco can can check the film i don't have it in front of me but um it's just yeah he just looked like a skeevy looking dude and you know i'm not gonna i'm not gonna make judgment on him until i you know we're gonna be breaking it down like this recruiter film back to the left (laughs) yeah yeah exactly um but yeah don't touch i mean i guess i shouldn't say don't touch you know what i mean i know people like slap slap superstars in the back and stuff when they come by them and stuff but like don't be a jerk. Don't be that guy. You know what I mean? Don't attack. Don't attack legends in the middle of the ring, in the middle of their Hall of Fame speech, and don't grab superstars' private parts. Sad, you know what I mean? Sad you have to even yeah. say that. Yeah, yeah, men and women included. You know, I don't want to just um, seclude or just um, talk about women, but you know, like don't be grabbing men either. Marco confirmed he did go for a second feel. I knew there was a second feel. There was uh, he a said second it happened to feel. A, it happened to Alexa. But it's oh. the same, I guess same guy. But yeah. come on, man, go go. Just save your money and go to like a strip club if you really are that desperate for human interaction that you have to reach out and. Well, and you could tell he was trying to record it. Like it was like on his, he was on his phone. Like he had his phone up recording. Um, so it may have just you know he's trying to do it for the gram, trying to be cool and like you know smack Sasha Banks's butt and yeah. But I love when that stuff backfires and those people get like you know mega heat on online whenever they do stupid shit like that. You know, I mean, I'm glad he didn't get punched in the face by you know Dash Wilder, but. <laughs> At the same time, like, you know, yeah, just just light him up a little bit and make him feel feel icky for doing that shit. You should just have Dash Wilder ringside for every every match. Oh, yeah. <laughs> just like, yeah, just like a, it could be his gimmick, you know, he just like beats the shit out of fans. Yeah, he's just like, you know, a ring ringside security. But yeah, I agree. Uh the Sasha Becky match was definitely in my, you know, top matches of the night. Um besides that horrible ref bump. I mean, I don't know who they, who that guy was, who like if they had practiced that spot or what the hell happened there. But he like turned into it and just like died, and the whole oh, thing so awkward. Um, but other than that, the match was the match was really good. I mean, they did those spots with like the disarmor through the guardrail, the disarmor through the the table, and I thought the DQ finish like you know nobody likes to see a DQ finish. Like let's let's be real. But I thought it was a great way to keep both women looking strong, building to what could possibly be like a freaking banger of a match at Hell in a Cell. Except for the fact that Sasha won. They didn't even play her music or even announce that she was the winner. 
<laughs> I noticed that. I'm like, so Becky's like leaving the ring with her belt and it's like playing Becky's music and Sasha won the match. So yeah, that, that whole thing was kind of, you know, was kind of backwards, but um, I guess that's nitpicking. What? I don't guess, I don't know. I don't know if that's nitpicking or not. That's pretty bad. Oh, uh, Marco said she <laughs> cried. She cried after. I know. Um, Marco, you didn't have to tell us that. I she cried. Yeah. Then they showed after the after the show. They showed this chronicle thing where I watched like the first yeah. like three minutes of it, and she cried like two times. I, I watched. Like, I'm done. Whole, I watched the whole thing. Oh, um, God. And she, she she cried a lot, you know. And I'm not one. I'm not trying to discredit anyone's pain or anyone's turmoil or. And I'm a crier. Let me just say, as 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 hard ass as I come off on here sometimes, as hard ass as I come off on social media sometimes, I'm a I'm a very soft, compassionate, empathetic person who like he was a crier i don't know he, he cries when the toy story on toy story 3 when like the the toys are headed to the incinerator oh, you know what i mean i cried during that yeah yeah you know what i mean like i that's the kind of stuff like i i'm such a i'm, I'm a very i'm a softy i'm a big softy i think that's why i have such a tough exterior is because like i'm, I'm like, hiding this soft inner shell so i'm not discrediting anybody for crying but like i don't know why it just bothers me so much that sasha banks cries so publicly all the time especially when she has this like boss persona i think that's what it is you know if she was like um i can't even think of anybody who would be a good person like their gimmick would be good for crying but you know she's like a badass boss and yet she like cries and gets flowers after every match and it's just kind of like okay sasha come on you know so what was her reason for being for leaving after wrestling she just needed a break or yeah she was just in a really bad space mentally you know and i mean and i can totally see how being on the road and all of the things and you know and she she talked about being very grateful for all the opportunities that she'd been given and you know just kind of losing herself to to the the lifestyle that is uh, a being a wwe superstar you know and honestly like i cannot imagine there is no part of being a wwe superstar that appeals to me you know what i mean like i do not want to be on the road that much i don't want to be traveling that much i don't want to be away from my family um they they do a lot of stuff to get the freaking fame and fortune and glamour and all the stuff that they have you know what i mean it's yeah. not easy being them you know it's not like when you're just like a kardashian and people just like throw money at you for doing nothing you know what i mean like these people work their freaking ass off and drive from city to city in little shitty rental cars don't have proper health insurance um you know so it's just kind of like you know i i totally get you know people just being burnt out and needing a break and needing respite from all the hustle and bustle but at the same time um and I feel bad because you you can't really get that when you're when you're in the public eye. You know what I mean? Like people are always going to speculate. People are always going to hate on you, and people are always going to make assumptions about why you're doing what you're doing when they have no actual clue. You know what I mean? Um, so I mean, I do respect her for taking the time that she needed, and she's back and she's better than ever. So you know, I mean, shit. Maybe that maybe some other people should take a nice little four or five month break. You know? Well, I wanted to touch on that because I feel like you know David Shoemaker on his podcast talks about needing like an off season for 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 wrestling or or where we cycle people, give people like a month or two break. But I mean, how great has it been seeing seeing her come back and Rusev come back? And there was somebody else yeah. on my mind that just came back recently. I mean, obviously, we saw Bray Wyatt come Harper. back from a long time. Yeah, Harper on on Clash of Champions coming back. I mean, it, it gets the fans excited and it gives them a fresh kind of coat of paint. And 
you, know, you get tired of seeing. I mean, we saw Roman Reigns come back from having cancer and getting like yeah. you know actually cheered instead of booed every time, and fans still don't you know don't have the disdain for him that they used to have. So I don't know. I, I feel like you could you could, you know especially with injuries and stuff. I mean, I'm sure when Jeff Hardy comes back and and Samoa Joe, who seems to be Samoa Joe hurt again, I feel like he's always hurt. Um, yeah. as much as I love him and I know Jinder Mahal's yeah. out with like a pretty bad injury. So, um, yeah, Eli- you know. Elias and I Elias. mean, and that's, we, we've, we've talked about that countless times here on the show. You know, if you go back and listen, like we've, we've talked about archives. that so many times in the, back in the archives. Um, we talked about how, you know, just when you have the same people on every week, I mean, there's only so much wear and tear that your body can take before it just breaks down. I mean, inevitably there's going to be an injury or something like that. So, you know, yeah, either having an off season or like you said, like cycling people in and out um, would just make for such a better, I mean, your, your body, it needs that recovery. It just can't just keep going at that capacity all the freaking time. It's, it's eventually just going to crap out on you. Um, and we see it over and over. And then that's what, that's what happens when you see like this huge IR list, this huge injury reserve list of people. And you're like, Holy shit, how is everybody hurt? And you're like, well, I mean, shit, they've been going for how long, you know, before they finally broke down. Yeah, we talked about it before. Like when you look at like between 1995 and 2000, I mean, that was a ton of different, you know, entirely different roster. You wouldn't even think it's mm-hmm. the same freaking company, but you can go back to Clash of the Champions or Night of Champions, you know, 2004 or something, and you're going to see a Dolph Ziggler Intercontinental title match or something. Like, Jesus Christ, this guy's mm-hmm. been wrestling that long. But, you yeah. know, it's just, you know, that's just crazy to think about. Um, mm-hmm. what, what was I thinking about the other day that was crazy that I tweeted out? Uh, oh, the Total Divas was on, has been on longer than uh, Nitro, which is crazy. Really? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I forget who tweeted that. And I stole that from someone's tweet. Uh, oh god, that I, makes me feel old because I've been watching Total Divas. <laughs> I didn't know it's the, been on that long. I mean, it just the, uh, lose track of time. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah, pretty crazy. I think about Nitro it was on from what ninety four to two thousand, maybe six years. So, you know, I'm sure Total Divas is probably hitting eight or nine, ten years by now. So, yeah, crazy. So we, yeah, like we talked about, we saw Luke Harper come back during that Roman Reigns match, and um, how often do you see uh, Roman Reigns lose? One, how many people has he lost to in, in the last five years? Besides Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar, I mean, uh, the MVP can look it up if if there's a website for such things. But uh, yeah. I, I don't even know if that's possible. But uh, wh- who who has beaten Roman Reigns? I know it was kind of a Kabuki-ish finish, but still. Yeah, you know Roman Roman has a has a way of has a way of going over. Um, I mean, you know. Drew Drew McIntyre. I mean, I guess, yeah. I don't know, but it's it's pretty crazy. But I, I like it. I like that they're they're kind of like not putting the pedal to the metal with Roman Reigns. Like I think he's in a very I think he's in a very good spot right now. You know, with getting, you know, getting enough shine to be on TV every week and you know do do his thing, but not being like you know quote unquote as the Mark say like crammed down your throat. And they're using him obviously. To, they want to do something big with Eric Rowan. I mean, you're you're splitting him up. He's turning on uh, Daniel Bryan. They better be doing something. I I don't know what the hell they're doing with any of this. Like I none of none of it makes sense to me. I mean, I'm just watching for like a, it's like one of those. It's like a car crash. You know, you can't take your eyes off of it. I'm like, well, what's happening here? Like, what is what's the end game here with this storyline? Because I feel like it is 150 percent convoluted. Well, they're definitely not getting him in a- any acting classes because that promo on SmackDown was just just the drizzling dog shits of 
I mean, he he is awful on the mic. You need to you, if you're going to have him and Luke Harper together. I don't know if Harper, Harper can talk on the mic. I don't even know if I've ever even heard his voice. But put put Paul Elleringer with them or something or or somebody just just to give them like a mouthpiece and be like a yeah. badass tag team uh, or something. I didn't think he was that bad, but yeah, I mean, it's just he's just not somebody that I find compelling to talk. Um, but my question was is like so are are these the bludgeon brothers again? Like now that they're back or are they the Wyatt family? Like what iteration do we have here? Like what is this new, this new collaboration between Harper and Rowan? Like, what are we calling this? You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a good point. Yeah. Are they like a, are they just back to who they were before just without the stupid gimmick or or what? But uh, yeah, it's cool to see someone else going over a little bit here in, uh, in the place. Uh, None of the other. Marco says uh, Roman getting back to Roman. He's lost more than we think. So, um, yeah, I'd be I'd be curious. He said there's a uh, there's a website with a win loss record for Roman. Sweet. Yeah, um, I'm so yeah, to think I... of who he lost to. I mean, maybe maybe Finn Balor. I think no, he's lost to Finn Balor once or twice. But... Yeah, I think we um, you know we give a lot of credit to Roman, and I think we just automatically think like he he wins every match that he's in. Um, but speaking of drizzling shits, what would you say was your disappointing? match of of the night what what was you what were you excited about that you felt like kind of just like fell short uh i mean i was excited to see charlotte and and uh bailey wrestle for more than like 30 seconds which didn't really happen um i don't know what the point of that was maybe just because the car was so full you had like 11 or 12 matches on this thing so um i i could i cannot stand uh, watching the Miz as, as a face or Nakamura as 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 anything, I just it just doesn't interest me. I, I just don't enjoy it. It's just not my type of wrestling that I like. It's just boring to me, and you know that's just me. Uh, yeah. So I, I just I've never watched a Shinsuke Nakamura match and been like, wow, how did you do that? Or you know, just like I don't know. Just... Oh, I I, li- I like Shinsuke. I just I feel like he just doesn't have any. Um... This doesn't really have any momentum at the moment. You know what I mean? There's so much else going on that I feel like Shinsuke, Shinsuke's kind of become an afterthought. You know, I'm not taking away from his level of talent or his ability because yeah. Shinsuke, Shinsuke is the man, but it is just one of those things that's hard because he's just kind of gotten lost in the shuffle. You know, been back and forth. He's been with Rusev. He's been, you know, intercontinental title. He's been, um, you know, U.S. U.S. champion. It's just kind of like one of those things where it's like he's been a little bit of everywhere, and you're like, well, what are they really trying to do with him? Him. You yeah. know, now they got him. Now they've got him with Sami Zayn. Um, for me, I felt like the disappointing match of the night was Kofi and Randy. I felt like it was just so slow. And I know, like Randy Orton is known for like you know slow, methodical, blah blah blah. But I feel like, like I told somebody on Instagram, I was like, you know, there's slow and methodical, and then there's like a snail trying to climb up a hill slow and i just felt like there was like i was not interested in that match at all and the fact that it didn't even pay off you know because i thought you know the revival won the the tag titles earlier in the night and i was like oh this is gonna be cool you know the revival you know ft rko is gonna have all the championship gold right um and you know randy will go into fox being the you know the smackdown champ or the another smackdown champ the wwe champ um but that didn't happen kofi retained um and i just felt like it just kind of like the whole storyline didn't really lead to anything you know and there's a bit there was a lot of like polarized thoughts on this like you know on instagram and twitter and stuff people were like well randy doesn't need to win he's there to put you know other talent over and all this stuff and i'm like yeah but he should have at least won 
one match of the few. You know what I mean? Like, I feel yeah, like yeah. it was just kind of like, it was just very anticlimactic for me, um, especially for a storyline that had an actual story to it, you know, and a shoot story and something that was legitimately interesting. I felt like it just kind of, they just really flattened it out. And, you know, I'm glad it's over. Thank God. I'm glad it's over. Um, and we're getting, you know, Kofi, Kofi and Brock at, which we'll touch on later, Kofi and Brock on Fox. Um, but yeah, that was kind of the disappointer of the night. That was the wet fart of the evening. Uh, uh, <laughs> yeah, overall, it was a good it was a good card, though. It was fun. I think it was because it wasn't, you know, super long. It wasn't really drawn out. Um, we got new, yeah. uh, that Revival New Day match was good. We got new SmackDown champions. I we like got new that. Raw tag champions. Yeah, yeah. I'll, yes. Wait, yeah, we got to Yeah. Sorry, sorry. I want to know who, which one of us has this, uh, that's the Chick Foley prediction championship because I, I currently oh, yeah. hold it. I currently hold it. Marco, uh, I think, has the numbers all calculated and computed. Well, we'll have to see. But first, we got to talk about Seth and Braun oh, um, yeah. because so you know they lost the they lost the tag titles earlier in the night, which I predicted. I mean, I felt like it just made the main event more compelling because there was more on the line, you know, for for Seth and Braun in this. Um, and we saw Braun Strowman go off the top freaking rope. Yeah. I, I was like, I mean, I was scared for him for a second. I was like, oh my God, like he's going to die or Seth's going to die. Somebody's going to die right here. Um, and you know, it wasn't like big and you know, crazy, but it was just like, he just like fell. I mean, he's like a, a giant, you know, sequoia tree in the forest, just like <laughs> fall, falling over on you. And I was like, there is no way for Seth Rollins to take this bump and not just absolutely just like feel like, he got hit by a Mack truck, you know, because I mean, oh, that much weight coming so off the top rope yeah. is like crazy. Yeah. It looked like it hurt Braun just as much as it hurt uh, Seth. Oh yeah. Time. You know, it did. I mean, you know, his knees and everything, you know, that he's had trouble with in the past. Like that's a lot of weight coming down. Yeah. And he's not a, uh, he's not an old dude. So, I mean, it's, yeah, it is crazy that he's had those problems, but uh, it was a pretty good match. I don't know where he goes from here. But uh, it was cool to see the pedigree come back with uh, Seth Rollins doing the pedigree, yeah. getting the win there. And then we saw The Fiend uh, attacking him at the end, which was kind of a cool like, – you think the show's going off the air. We saw The Fiend emerge and uh, challenge him to the you – know, well, it didn't really challenge him, but just kind of – Yeah, set the stage. Yeah, set the stage, if you will. And uh, now we're going to get a Hell in the Cell match between those two. And I've called it. I think The Fiend – I mean, I don't think you can have Seth beat The Fiend – in this match, I think you have no. to, you have to have it be some sort of either the fiend wins and becomes a champion, or you have to have some sort of kabuki-ish finish where, um, where the demon Balor comes comes out and in kind of sidetracks no, him. I don't think I don't think Balor is going to get involved in this at all. But I do I, like that's the only two options. There has to be some sort of schmoz finish where, you know, the, where it doesn't take anything away from the fiend. The fiend cannot lose do you know what i mean like losing for him is not an option because of the momentum and the build and everything um but I, there's got to be a way to keep him strong I, I mean but my my prediction is that he, he's going to be the universal champion i feel like they are they're going to strap a rocket to him and just and just go with it you know and there was a lot of people saying like oh it's too soon and i thought it was too soon too i had talked about this on the show i was like i worry that <clears throat> excuse me, that it, it's too soon for them to do this. And I, my, my whole thing about like, why does this character even care about being the universal title and all those things that I talked about previously. But I feel like, um, 
you know, when I really sat down and thought about it, I was like, this isn't too soon. I mean, how long have we been building up to this, this, the fiend being an in ring? I mean, what did this happen like back in April when we first saw the Firefly Funhouse? you know, on, on TV. So this has been building for months and months and months. And not to mention Bray's been with the company six years. This is not a new talent. Everybody's like, Oh, it's just too soon. They're pushing him. They're going <laughs> to yeah. you know, push him down our throats. I'm like, you realize he's been on the main roster for six years, right? Like this is not, this is not a new, a new character that we're talking about here. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I have mixed emotions about it. Marco kind of has a theory. So I'll let Marco chime in for a second. So yeah, I was talking to some uh, some of my uh, co-workers that uh, watch wrestling too, and uh, we we had the same conversation about the Hell in a Cell match and how we think it will end um, without like you know hurting the Fiend character if he has to like you know lose the match essentially. Mm-hmm. Uh, but our idea is where it's a Hell in a Cell match, and there technically is no way to win unless it's a pin. Um, um, our theory is it just may not even end. It could just like he's like a kabuki finish where just like they both disappear or Bray just he he just wants to face Seth Rollins because he took something away from him. He doesn't really care about the universal title. And if you watch the promos, he doesn't even mention the universal title. He just yeah. talks about um, um, avenging like what happened, what they took away from him, what the shield took away from him when he, in his former life. So he doesn't even essentially care about it. Um and I think the other thing they could do, which I'm not sure is going to happen, um, but where he, I know we didn't talk about Raw or anything like that, but where he attacked Kane, that kind of plants a seed for a uh, face-off with The Undertaker. Um, that's another route um, they could go where, like, the finish of the Hell in a Cell match is he hears the gong. Um, yeah. The oh, Undertaker's yeah. not there. It yeah. just, the, just the presence of him kind of freaks out the Fiend, and the match just, like, doesn't, like, he just disappears. And there's no winner at all. That type of thing. They could they could go that route. Um, that's my that's my prediction. Is there's not going to be an end to the match. I don't think I don't think he's going to win the title. I think it's just going to be some weird finish. Personally, yeah, but. I could I could see that. I could see it just being like a total non finish, and then them just like going off the air. Like what just happened? You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I could, I could, yeah, I could totally see that. And, you know, part of me is like, like I said, I, I'm kind of torn whether I would, what I want. Like, I don't know what, I don't know what I want. Give me what Give I want. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give me what I want, but I don't know. Um, you know, cause part of me is like, yes give him the title. Then part of me is like, no, it's too soon. Then part of me is like, why does he want the title? So it's, it's just this really conflicting feeling. I don't, I mean, I guess I'm just going to watch and enjoy whatever happens. Um, because I'm fully behind the fiend. I really hope that this thing gets, gets and stays over it's already over but i hope it stays over and i hope this is you know this is the moment that bray has been working for his entire wrestling career so i'm i'm hoping that this really pays off for him in in so many ways um you know storyline wise career wise all all of the above so um overall clash of champions good good it was really just setting us up for for hell in a cell which is essentially just setting us up for survivor series am i right yeah, setting us up for Royal Rumble, and then yep, yeah, on, and then on the, the road the, to WrestleMania. The cycle just continues and continues and continues, and we will still be here covering it all. Let's find out if I am a two-time Chick Fil A predictions champion, or if Marco, there's... you got the numbers. I do, I do have the numbers, and um, 
It is a it is an upset. I'll tell you that much. Oh yeah, a huge upset. It is a it is a um, a win for the uh, for the for the queen of Hardstyle. Oh, no, Sheena has won seven to four. Seven seven, to four. seven, seven matches to Phil's four because you guys doubled a lot of the matches. You picked a, a couple yeah. of the same, mm-hmm. but you you uh, edged them out in the 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 Seth and Braun match. Mm-hmm. You picked obviously Seth and he picked Braun. Oh, what was I um, fucking thinking? Oh my god! And, um, <laughs> I'll get. I'll just go with the ones that you guys were different on. Um, you oh for the New Day and Revival, Phil, yeah. you picked the New Day to retain. Sheena, you picked the revival to win. Eh, eh. Um, uh, actually, the the probably one of the worst matches, the Miz and uh, Shinsuke. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sheena, you picked Shinsuke to win, and Phil picked the Miz for some reason. <laughs> I don't remember why. I think maybe right. just to get another. Turn your mic off for the rest of the show, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. but yeah, was, uh, awesome. I, I it was pretty much equal. The Chick um, Foley yeah. show where wins and losses matter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yes. Well, I want you. Awesome. To, I want you to take a picture with uh, one one of your hundred belts that you have. Uh, oh, those. I definitely, I definitely will. So next next uh, pay per view is is a tiebreaker here. We're we're one and one. So uh, yeah, let's see. Oh man, I'm really gonna be studying up for Hell in a Cell. Nice. Yeah, it's going to be good. Uh, hopefully, I get that title back. Let's touch on Raw and SmackDown real quick. Um, the uh, only thing you need to know about Raw is that um, the Street Profits hosted a party. It was a gender reveal party for Maria Kanellis. You know, like when I heard that, I was like, "Dude, the ratings are about to be through the roof." It's going to be so. It's going to be so good. Um, oh my god, you guys. <laughs> I, you guys know, I, I have not spared my feelings about this whole Maria thing, right? Which, whatever, you know, some people liked it. Um, but how come we have not seen this for weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks and nobody missed it? Can we talk about like nobody asked, like, where's Maria and Mike? No, not at all. Right. And then all of a sudden they, they just reappear and for just, just to basically like, make this really convoluted storyline between Ricochet and Rusev and Mike Kanellis. And for the record, I don't even, I don't even like gender reveal parties of people going to gender reveal parties for people that I love. Like, you know, my friends and my family, because I always feel like it's like awkward. Like they make you pick a side. And then like, you know, if you're wrong, you're like, Oh, well I wanted it to be a boy, but it's a girl, but I guess I'm excited. You know what I mean? Like, it just feels so awkward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if you guys have ever been to a gender reveal party. I guess, you know, some people it have sucks. like, co- yeah. yeah, co-ed, but it's just like, yeah, it's so awkward. Cause they're like, you know, is it boy or girl? And listen, I'm a mom. I get it. You're excited. I always want to know the gender of my kid, um, as early as possible. And I want to like tell everybody, but I also like, didn't want to throw a party for it because I felt like, I just felt like it was like so awkward, you know, I'm like, I don't know. So I don't, definitely didn't want to go to Mike and Maria's gender reveal party and they forced me there and uh, yeah, the, and the, the, the street profits were the only good thing about that segment i would just say that well we did get the Heath Slater uh memes from uh, his face in the background and kurt kurt hawkins in the background and i guess oh the- i didn't see i didn't see the the kurt and the the Heath memes. You have to send those to me. Uh, yeah, I totally, send them over to you. Yeah. Yeah, I totally missed those. Um, my favorite thing was the baby on a pole match and their Maria <laughs> on a pole match. I was like, okay, you got you got this freaking Dawkins and um, 
Street Profits are just amazing. They're just the best. Yeah, the Maria on the pole match, is, that's that's definitely an attitude era joke for sure. But, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it was supposed to be what Ricochet was the father, and then uh, we got Rusev being the father. It's just. Oh, yeah. Oh I bet Katie Catanzaro, the whatever little American ninja chick, was like, what the F? Like, I wonder if they, she knew they were going to make that joke. You know what I mean? Yeah, she or probably spit her kale salad out while she was watching. <laughs> For sure. But we did get the return of Rusev. It did bring about the return of Rusev. He looks um, good. He looks really good. See see what time off will do for you? Um, well, but he's at Lana he, on a pole matches. He's been doing those quite a bit. So. Well, I don't know about now. I mean, if he's been, you know, he's been canoodling with Maria Kanellis. I don't oh, think true, Lana, I don't, true. I don't think uh, Lana's been on a pole in a while, for, <laughs> I, would, I would imagine. So, um, yeah, that's the only thing I was disappointed about. I'm like, we brought back Rusev, who is awesome. Like, you know, Rusev has had a lot of ups and downs in his career so far with WWE. But, like, Rusev, I feel like he's an upper mid-card or, like, main event talent do you know what i mean like he's a very he's a brooding force like he just has the look he's very talented i loved him with lana you know um when he was the bulgarian brute and she was his mouthpiece like that was just amazing right um but now they've lumped him in they bring him back to lump him into this like maury povich storyline with maria and mike canellis like what the what the hell is happening here yeah, um, I don't know where another storyline, but I don't know where they're going with, and I don't think they know either. I think they're just trying. These people want out of their contracts, so they're saying you're gonna no, you're gonna we're paying you, so you're gonna come to work. Well, that's true. Yeah, the Lana and Rusev have definitely been very open about wanting to get out of their contracts, so maybe this is like their their cross to bear for being so openly, you know, <laughs> openly and honest about the how their feelings of the of the company. But we'll move on to something more exciting. We got to see um the mayor of Knoxville, Glenn oh, yeah. Jacobs. Yeah. Yeah. His Remember debut. His debut. Yeah. His first match ever. Yeah. Very first match. He won the twenty four seven title um from from our truth, um, which I thought everything that they did in those little segments was awesome. I just thought, you know, the twenty four seven title is kind of losing a little bit of its luster, but I did think that those segments in Knoxville with Glenn Jacobs and our truth were really good. Why can't they call him Kane though? I don't know. Like, really, we're just, we're gonna like totally like we, he's never been called Glenn Jacobs on wrestling on. WWE television before we're gonna call him his real name i think that's part of the joke it's like we're all in on the joke you know what yeah, i mean like, yeah that's true. it's just kind of it's kind of like you know, like i said it's just like an inside joke that we're all a part of like you know it's glenn jacobs but like we know that's the, that's a big red machine you know <laughs> um but yeah i thought that was really good and then we got speaking of the big red machine we got to see him um come in and interfere which was which was that pretty was freaking cool. cool yeah it was really freaking cool to see to see Kane. Um, so that, that was exciting. And then the, all the Firefly Funhouse stuff, dude, so good. Oh yeah. So that last good, right? segment at the end of the show was awesome. That was weird though. Right? Like I, I thought something was wrong with my TV. I was like, I mean, not that it was like flipping, but I was like, this is going for a really long yeah, time. It did like, go wonder, on for a long time. I'm like, I'm wondering if this is like supposed to be happening or if they like screwed something up. But I think, you know, I was reading some stuff about it and listening to some other people talk about it. And they were like, no, I think it's just for you to like, kind of like lean into like the uncomfortableness of it. You know, like they did that intentionally. Like it was like 90 seconds or something, but isn't it crazy how 90 seconds in wrestling tv felt like 
you know, 10 minutes. I was like sitting there like, what, what's, what's going on? You know? Yeah. It felt, it, it was probably like a minute, but it felt like 10 minutes type of thing. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But yeah, I thought all of his stuff with like the, um, his little friends that he had their eyes crossed out. I thought that was really excellently executed. I thought, um, you know, him just kind of like totally, you know, like, like Marco kind of alluded to, like he never mentioned the universal title. He was just talking about his, his friend, quote unquote, friend, Seth, um, and how, you know, the, the fiend had to come say hello at clash of champions and all these things. And it was just very eerie and creepy. Um, and I loved it. I thought, I thought all of his segments were really good and they did a good job sprinkling him throughout the show. I thought, yeah, it wasn't overdone. It was, it was, uh, it was really, you know, I, I just think they're doing everything right with uh, this character, which is, you know, we bag on them for a lot of stuff that they do and mm-hmm. a lot of this cheesy stuff that they do in these segments. But, I mean, I think, you know, they've, they've knocked out of the park with The Fiend, so... Uh, well, and we saw we saw Seth actually interact with The Fiend, or interact with the Mr. Rogers version of The Fiend, um, which was pretty cool, because we've, ne- we've always just seen these pre-recorded segments, you know, that come on, and they play the Firefly Funhouse, and he's giving us some sort of message, you know, subliminally or otherwise. Mm-hmm. But... Like Seth was like he was talking to Seth in the ring, and then Seth was like responding to him, which I thought was pretty cool. Because I'm like, well, is this is what it's going to be like going forward. Is this how the feud is going to continue, and this is how he's going to carry his feuds in the future, right? Like the whoever his opponent is is going to be in the ring, and then he's going to be hiding behind this, you know, Mister Rogers character in the Firefly Funhouse, you know, delivering all these messages, and then all of a sudden the fiends just kind of kind of like show up. You know, yeah, because you can't have the fiend ever talk. You know, it's like that, yeah, that just yeah. has to be a silent character. Ruin, ruins the mystique for sure. Which is cool to have like that other side to it, because then you can have him be more than one dimensional. Like you know, when Kane first debuted, he was just like you know a silent, yeah. silent monster. But you know, it that makes quickly... them terrifying, right? Yeah, 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 it's yeah good. for yeah. sure. I thought um, I thought that was really good. And then the the last thing that we have to touch on on Raw um, was we had the King of the Ring finals, which was Baron oh, Corbin versus, versus Chad Gable. And I thought it was a really good match. It was a great and match. obviously, yeah, yeah, I thought um, you know, kind of you touched on at the top of the show. Obviously, hashtag spoiler alert if you haven't seen this. It's King Corbin, first <laughs> of his name, um, King of the Andals is uh, now. The uh, your 2009 King of the Ring without a crown, without a um, without a cloak, and without a throne. Chad Gable demolished all of his beautiful accessories. So, I don't know what this means for the gimmick. If he's going to still be known as King of the Ring, but he's just not going to have to wear all the the goofy garb. I don't know. I would assume so, but I was hoping. I mean, he was any of the people that were in the tournament. He was the perfect guy to be a shitty heel wearing like corny ass. I mean, maybe they still will, but um, uh, what a way he's come from having like the the shitty like wet thinning hair with like uh, his horrible like belly long belly button hanging. He was the he was the lone wolf. Listen, he lost a lot of weight. He had some. Yeah, hey. Yeah, yeah, give the man give the man some credit. You know what I mean? Not everybody's going to be Finn freaking Balor with thirty abs. True, true. Yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not criticizing. I'm just saying he's come a long way. I think he's. You know, that was a great match, and I feel like 
Uh, I'm on the I've been on the Baron Corbin bandwagon for a while. I think he's one of the few people that get really natural heat from the crowd, and uh, people love. And to this hate is him. his spot. This is his spot right here. You know, like the reason why we hated Corbin before was not because of Corbin's lack of charisma or his lack of in-ring talent. It was because Corbin has no place vying for the Universal Title. You know what I mean? Like Corbin has no like that is not a spot for him. Right. Especially like, I mean, maybe give it to him for one pay-per-view and then move him back down to the upper mid card. But when you just, when they just continually, you know, just put him in the main event picture over and over and over and over again, it was like, dude, come on. Like, I got to get out of this groundhog day nightmare. Like, get me out of here, you know? Um, but this is like such a good spot for him. And I think we can really sit back and appreciate all that he brings to the table. Right. Um, like you said, his, his ability to get natural heel heat, his, you know, charisma, his, his move set, which is awesome. So I'm excited to see what he does with this King of the ring gimmick, um, where it goes and what it actually leads to. And I'm also excited because they actually use this in two ways. Because now, I mean, who who gave a shit about Chad Gable before this thing? I think yeah. they, they could make him uh, into something. I mean, they could use him now. People, I mean, they, people were fans were cheering when he was destroying the crowd oh, yeah. and all that stuff. He was he was over, yeah, for sure. Uh, even though it was kind of like a a heelish move, not a heelish move, but just kind of a petty, shitty thing to do. You know, you wouldn't think a baby yeah. face would do that, but still, I mean, I, I think you could, you could, I think in guys. the right context. Yeah. It's okay. You yeah. know, I'm sure they'll have a match together at hell in the cell and hopefully they, they can, you know, Chad Gable can go in the ring. We know that. Mm-hmm. So hopefully they can build him into something going forward. It's, you know, it's, you know, that's what this tournament is for is to kind of uh, find some new people and elevate some people. So, uh, yep. Well done. Well done. Uh, we talked about NXT. We talked about uh, Brock showing up on SmackDown and getting the, uh, the 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 title match on the debut. I'm I'm all for this. I mean, Kofi's had that title for six months. Yeah. He's had a good run with it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and if and if he beats Brock, it's going to be a huge upset. The crowd's going to go crazy. If not, I, I think it's you know it's good to have him on a fresh brand and get some. Once we do the draft. Uh, which we'll talk about a little bit. Uh, he gets some some new matchups. So I'm I mean I'm all for this. I mean Brock Lesnar is a draw, man. Shit. Yeah, people can hate on Brock all they want, but Brock is money. You know what I mean? And Fox, like they are a network dedicated to legitimate sports, and they want a legitimate athlete. Not not saying like don't come don't come at me, don't at me. Um, that these that superstars are not legitimate athletes they are they're like you know elite level athletes but i mean brock is a proven (laughs) beast he's a fighter you know what i mean um and they want somebody like that to draw the numbers um and it's been proven i mean they wouldn't continue to put brock on these big shows if they didn't want people to put butts in seats do you know what I mean? And that's what Brock Lesnar does, and that's what he brings to the table. I don't know what his schedule, you know, what his renegotiations looks like with Fox. I don't know what his contract looks like. I have none of that information. Like, I, this is all just speculation on my part. But I would assume that there, that he's going to be on Fox more than he was on USA when he was the Universal title, right? Everybody's like, oh, God, the title's going off TV again. But I'm like, I don't feel like they would do that in this brand new platform that they have. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, a hundred percent. And he is a draw. Like you said, he's a draw. And I think, I don't know. It's crazy to think about as far as long as I've been watching wrestling, 
And as big as wrestling has been, up and downs, attitude era here and there, the this Fox thing is huge, man. I mean, this is like huge. a, a, a yeah. twenty, you know, times twenty audience for people that don't have cable. You know, being on like a, a USA as as far as a, I mean, you're going to get a ton of eyeballs, and this is going to be, you know, this is huge for wrestling. I think it's people are totally underselling it. It's you know, it's a huge... I mean, they're running they're running WWE ads during. NFL games. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. that is, it doesn't get any bigger than that. Like it, it really truly doesn't. Yep. No, I, I totally agree. One of my brands that I sell is where we, we just found out today that we're going to be starting to get some commercials during the NFL games on Sundays, which is, you know, that's the Holy, oh, that's, that's awesome. the Holy grail. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's, it is. that's as many eyeballs as you want. It's a, a, a perfect market for this. So I think, mm-hmm. you know, and I, I think Kofi's going to stay around. I don't think he's going to go back and just be the third member of the New Day. I think he's going to still be uh, kind of in that For picture sure. and a upper, if anything, a upper mid Carter and, and still, you know, he he's now a draw and he can be used to get some other people over in, in other spots here. So uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see sure. what happens. I'm fine either way. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the the rapper Offset appearing on SmackDown. This week, oh my uh, gosh. dressed up like Rick Rick Flair. At and first, I didn't know who it was, and I was like, "What is this guy doing in the ring, dressed up like Ric Flair? What is happening here? I'm not. I'm so confused." And then it hit me, and I was like, "Oh, this is still awkward, though." <laughs> like even yeah. after even after, um, I figured out who it was and why he was there. It still was just like so kind of like cringe to me. Yeah, his intro was pretty awful too. I don't know if he even knew. You said Queen Queen Flair or something. Queen Flair, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he definitely botched it up a little bit, but yeah, that was pretty pretty bad. Um, Marco says Ric Flair showed up on WWE uh, WWE TV. A lot of people missed it. Um, yeah, I didn't see that. I did not see Ric Flair show up but i didn't know he was like just you know it was like that was one of those little <laughs> things right before the commercial where you can't hear what they're saying where they're just kind of like oh, come yeah. up next and they were like the locker room but I didn't, I didn't know that offset was married to cardi b that's you know interesting i i can't keep up with all that stuff that that that's um that stuff's above my pay grade you know what i mean okay. yeah no, I hear <laughs> yeah you never know who who's married to who these days so i'm like huh can't keep up um but uh other than that Oh, Kevin Owens. We got to talk about Kevin Owens. He took a seat in the crowd, and apparently he served um, he served Shane with legal paperwork, which you know was was suing him for wrongful termination and like all of this stuff. Um, and then you know they had a moment in the ring. So I'm curious, like where this is going. Um, whether this is going to be like the final end for for Kevin Owens and he's going to go down to NXT or if this is the end for Shane McMahon as an on-screen talent. Remember when uh, when Stone Cold got fired by Vince McMahon and he came out and beat the shit out of him and it was like the <laughs> best episode of Raw ever and now <laughs> Kevin Owens is suing Shane McMahon like what what is this? What is going on? Like Come on, dude. Just Still, be- this is this is 2019. Frivolous lawsuits are abundant. Okay. That's true. That is true. It's um, it's the easy way to go. You can't just be kicking people's asses anymore. You gotta you gotta you know you gotta take it legal action. We can't see these two in in another match again. Do can we? I mean, this is coming on for not. like like almost a year now. Yeah, I hope not. Um, but I don't see any way around this. I mean, they're obviously 
le- they're obviously leading up to something at Hell in a Cell. I mean, there's no other way. Oh my God, Jesus Christ! Which I mean, let's let's be honest. In- Entertainment wise, Sh- uh, Shane versus Kevin Owens in if they do it inside Hell in a Cell, I doubt they'll do that because they're gonna have, um, you know, uh. The Fiend and Seth inside Hell in a Cell and Sasha and Becky inside Hell in a Cell. So I don't know if they'll do three Hell in a Cell matches at Hell in a Cell. All the all the matches at Hell in a Cell should be in a cell. Am I right? No. Um, no. You seriously <laughs> think that? Really? Um, no, I don't think I that. But uh, yeah, but I'm just saying like, you know, the pay-per-view, it's the name of the pay-per-view. Yeah. So it should be, you know, um, some. But I think, um, yeah, I don't know. I mean. If they did it inside Hill and Cell, it would be awesome. I it think. would. I think it would. Really but I, job. I feel like it loses its luster if you have every match. But I think they're going to have more than two. I feel like they're going to have three or four Hell in a Cell matches. I mean, how many more feuds do we have? We have this one. We have the Roman Reigns thing. We have... Yeah. Uh, what am I missing? Uh, Charlotte I, I would Bailey. be surprised if Kofi and and Randy was a blow-off in a, in a Hell in a Cell. Yeah, I mean, it's... No, they got to do something else with Kofi. They can't have him fight Randy again after oh, being challenged by after being challenged happen. by Brock Lesnar. Uh, um, true. What, what yeah, is, the, is that is that the night or is that the week before? When is that? When does that fall? Because Hell in the Cell is Hell in the Cells on the thirteenth or the eighteenth. Okay. I can't remember of October. So it's like the it's like a couple weeks after. Okay, so um, yeah, maybe that'll be done with by then. Yeah, but other than that, SmackDown was pretty, like, womp-womp. There was some good moments, and then there were some moments that are just like, you know, whatever. Like, you know, go go take a pee, go take a bathroom break. But um, that is all for Raw and SmackDown. What? Oh, oh, I forgot to mention. Um, I posted this week on the Instagram feed. Did you guys see the AEW Tag Team uh, Championship Tournament? Uh, bracket has been has been released. You know how much we love a bracket here on the Chick Foley Show. We do, yeah. I did see that. I don't have it here in front of me. I'm going to pull it up right now. But uh, we do know that uh, the Evil Order have a bye in the first round. <laughs> the the my, Evil Order. My favorite is that their name. That's their name, right? The Dark Order. Oh, whatever. Same. Oh, it's Evil Uno is the guy's name. That's what. It is. Uh, it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, they got a buy in the first round from like Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen. One of those, one of those free shows that they they won. Um, fight for the a, free, fight for the free Fallen ex- Express. <laughs> yeah, for sure. They they won that buy, and my my whole theory behind that is that like people just wanted to see them wrestle as little as possible. So we we're gonna go ahead and give them a buy in the in the first round. But um, I don't know how I see this playing out. I have mixed emotions because my my knee jerk reaction is like, duh, the young bucks are gonna win this. But part of me feels like as, you know, as ownership in the company, that they're gonna kind of be like not want to put themselves over like that. You know what I mean? Maybe they'll feel a little bit hesitant to put, put themselves over like that. Um, I'm kind of sad to see Lucha brothers and Jurassic express go head to head in the first round because I like both of those tag teams. Um, but maybe because the Lucha brothers are the triple a champions, maybe Jurassic express will go over. I don't know because I love me some Luchasaurus. Yeah. I'm thinking Jurassic express goes over just cause they're, they're huge and they can go up against, I think the Young Bucks probably lose to them in the second round. I don't know if they are going to lose to Private Party, but I don't think the Young Bucks win it. I think they're, I mean, if they're smart, they use this to crown somebody that is, you know, not a well known name like the Lucha Bros or the Young Bucks. 
Uh, I don't see the best friends or. SCU well, I mean, look at the uh, well, look at the other side. I mean, it's got to be. I mean, it's got to be either the best friends, SCU, or Dark Order from that side. You know what I mean? They, they, like the other side of the bracket is stacked. I mean, you have freaking Private Party, Young Bucks, Lucha Brothers, and Jungle Express all you know all on one side of the bracket. So we, we talked about it with Michael Anum on our AEW All Out recap uh, that. For some reason, AEW loves the Dark Order. I mean, they've been on every single show. I don't think they've lost a match yet. Uh, they're an awful gimmick, awful team. They're not entertaining at all. But I can see them being at least in the finals. I don't know if they win it, but oh know. god, I I just nothing about them appeals to me. I know there's wrestling for everybody, and not all wrestling should appeal to everyone. But you heard it here from me. I, there's nothing about the dark order that appeals to me and it should be like a cool gimmick. I feel like it's one of those things that like they feel like it's cool, but for some reason it's just not, it's just not hitting with myself or I mean a pretty, pretty good chunk of the audience that I've talked to are like, what the hell is going on with the dark order? You know what I mean? So it's not just me. Um, I know I have some pretty polarizing opinions on here sometimes, but um, I know there's a lot of people out there that are not feeling the dark order. And if they win this thing, I don't know. I don't know. I can, I can see them making it to the finals, but I don't see them. I don't see them winning the whole thing. Hey, I'm, I'm, I am a out of shape fat guy. So I, you know, I'm not going to take anything away from this evil Uno guy, but he is the least athletic-looking fucking wrestler I've ever seen in my life. I don't know where they fucking found this guy. And I don't, you know, I don't need, I don't need to see like Finn Balor's in every single match. But this guy is just looks like Marco said it perfectly. They're they're unwatchable. They are unwatchable. They are not yeah. entertaining at all. Um, and I'm sure, but, I'm sure mean, they've gotten the feedback from the fans. How can you say how can you say that you don't like Evil Uno, but like we we praise Otis and put Otis over on this show all the time. And like Otis is probably one of the least like, you know, quote unquote least athletic looking guys, but like the dude is a freaking star. True. You know what I mean? True. Like yeah, it's, so it's yeah, just kind of like it's one of those things. I think we just have like a negative like we're already having a negative response to him. So anything he anything he does we're like, "Oh god, he's the worst," you know? Yeah, that is true. Maybe it's just uh it's just because you're already down on him. If he was, if he was a freaking star like Otis, you wouldn't care what he freaking looked like, you true, know. But be, but because he's lumped in with this like dark order hot mess, you're like, it's just like any little thing he does. It's like you know when you when you finally get over the threshold with like you know that that girlfriend or that friend where like every little thing they do just gets on your nerves and you're like, oh my god, like they could like chew or like blink their eyes the wrong way and you're like, you're the worst, <laughs> you know. Like that's how I think that's where we are with with the dark order. Sending you this picture that I just found of the Dark Order on the Skype, oh. on the Skype chat. It's disgusting. Oh God! Yeah, it looks <laughs> it looks like a. I mean, they just look like some like S and M like gang bang like Bang Brothers promo or something. You know what I mean? Like I don't understand what's what's happening here. But anyway, moving on. Um, I'm excited for that to take place and to crown the inaugural AEW Tag Champions and to see the tag belts. I'm I'm curious to see yeah, what yeah. what design they go with with some with some new titles. Um, and you know if they keep if they keep it the same kind of like UFC where like all the belts like look look the same but they have like you know they're a little bit different. Um, or if it's like a, a totally different a totally different design. Um, Our buddy JB, yeah. JB Toys One on Instagram, he designed the um, 
actual AEW world title. So I don't know if he's he's a good follow. JB Toys One on Instagram. I don't know if he's going to design those tag team belts or not, but he uh, he uh, he did a good job with that that world title for sure. Nice. I did not. I did not realize that. Oh yeah, come on, girl. Where you I know. I need to. I need to get. I need to get familiar. I also want to give a shout out to our buddy uh, Big Mouth AJ, or one of our Patreon subscribers, who uh, photoshopped a picture of myself, Sheena, and Marco, the MVP, into the uh, a picture of Offset, Charlotte, and Ric Flair that we I posted to Twitter that people really enjoyed. So thank you, thank you, AJ, for for doing that for us, man. Hey. AJ's the man. He will he will Photoshop something for you in a in a heartbeat. Yeah, he <laughs> was a, quick. He was real quick. Yeah, I thought Marco oh, yeah. did that shit. I've totally like shot him over stuff before, and he like he sends it right back. I'm like, damn, AJ. Like I just I was just like giving you something to do like at some given point in time, and it's like right back. So um, yeah, a- AJ is the man. But I think that's all for our um, you know inside the squared circle. So it wasn't. It, I mean. I feel like it wasn't as much as we've had in like previous weeks where it was just like we had AEW and NXT and Raw and SmackDown and a WWE pay-per-view all stacked together. So this was like a nice little refreshing recap. It was kind of easily digestible. I wanted to go figure. One thing we didn't talk about is the WWE draft that we will be talking about on Patreon. So this weekend, myself, Sheena... And Marco will be recording a, a couple Patreon episodes. One of them will be our own WWE mock draft, where I think she, I don't know how we should do it. We can kind of talk it out right now, but should we include NXT people? Should we include the champions? How should we do it? I think we're going to get, I'm going to get 10 picks. You're going to get 10 picks and we'll let the listeners pick who has the better roster. But how should we, who should we exclude? I guess is the question. I mean, I I, th- I think if we're doing it realistically, we can't include people who are currently in NXT. Like we have to, like it, we would have to pick as if we were realistically picking from the from the current yeah, main roster talent. Um, as much as I would love to, like fantasy draft, like all the NXT guys up to the main roster. I think if we're trying to, you know, make the best roster possible for like Fox and USA, that we will we'll just pick within our within our boundaries of the main roster. Okay, I'm down with that. And uh, should we have champions just stay on their respective brands? Like, should we be able to draft, draft Seth and all those guys? Everybody's fair I think, game. I think, I think it's everybody's fair game. Yeah, because if you're if you're doing that, I mean, you're really going to be limited. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. If there's so many damn titles. You've already got five yeah, people on, yeah. on your roster that you know. If you're only picking ten, you've got five people that are like locked in. So I think I think everybody is up for grabsies in the draft. Yeah, we were going to do that on tonight's show, but we're going to move that to a Patreon exclusive, and we're also going to do our best finishing moves bracket that we've been hyping for uh, since yeah. Ava- Avatar came out in theaters. And we're going Life's to do- busy, man. <laughs> yeah, it is. We're uh, starting to settle down a little bit, so that's good. So uh, both of those will be up early. And I, I recorded a Patreon unboxing video. It was over an hour long last weekend. But I can't get this fucking thing to upload to YouTube because it takes because it's over an hour long. Yeah, how That's how that what, do I just do it when I go to sleep and then like just wait because because if my screen goes to black on my phone, I it, think it, you just I think you just break it up, dude. You're gonna have to chop that shit up. Oh, I need I might need someone to help me with that. I don't know. You gonna, gonna need you gonna need some iMovie uh, oh, some yeah. iMovie. Some iMovie action, you know what I mean? Put some star wipes in there. Put some uh, <laughs> <laughs> some good little transitions. Some yeah, musical outros. Uh, but yeah, for sure, I, an hour. That's yeah, that's a long ass video. That's a lot of data to upload. Yeah, 
Yeah, for sure. So uh, we have some cool stuff coming to you guys. We're going to do some watch along uh, videos as well as we get into kind of the fall here and uh, things settle down. So, you know, yeah, until uh, Sheena, Sheena pops that baby out, then we can do our power hour episode. So I'm excited for that, too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. For sure. Uh, all right, we talked about the bracket. Let's get into our go figure segment. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. All right, folks, your favorite segment of the show. It's our Go Figure segment where we do some serious fig hunting. We talk about our purchases of the week, whether it's wrestling figures, memorabilia, and everything in between. Um, let's start with Marco this week. Marco, what, did you get pick anything up this week? Um, yeah, technically I did, but technically yeah. I didn't. Huh. Uh, so, I, uh, long story short, I was, uh, a couple of nights ago, I'm just, like, pretty much down in the dumps, because there's, like, nothing around in this area. Like, it's been pretty barren. I, like, I think I just, like, out of, like, you know, habit, I just go places and know there's nothing there. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah. to, like, yeah. look at it and, like, try to stare at think they appear out of nowhere um but yeah so i get a message like i never check my phone at a certain time because i'm usually like doing putting the kids in bed or doing a bath or something um fatherly i should say (laughs) so i happen to check my phone and it's like it's and it's and it's a message it says hey do you still need some some of the ghostbusters figures and i'm like yeah of course i do need that where where let's get it done so, I um, it was a message from the from the I'm gonna I'm gonna I know you call her the the uh, the queen of pod style. I'm gonna call her the queen of fig style. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sheena messaged me and she asked me if I needed Ghostbusters. I was like, yes, definitely. <laughs> Put it on the board. I need those right now. Um, so she went out of her way to grab me um, the Ghostbusters figures. So it was the um. At the time, Undertaker, Rock, mm-hmm. Austin, and Cena. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you know, they have no more, um, you know, Shawn Michaels. Um, I grabbed the last one for me. I'm like, yeah, that's fine. I can do it without Shawn. It's, you know, I get the, I get those guys. It's cool. No, no big deal. Just send them my way. I'm, I'm all for it. So next day, I'm like, you know, hey, when can I, uh, you know, send you the payments for it? Nothing. I'm like, okay, maybe. Maybe she forgot. Maybe she's busy. Whatever. So in the back of my mind, I know this person is a completist, and I know, I know deep in the back of her mind, she's like, I have to find the Sean Fig. I have to find it. I'm not sending so, an incomplete set. I'm not doing it. I was like, I knew. I was like, I was like, this is in my mind. I'm like, oh, I know she's looking for it. So sure enough, I got you the Sean Fig. I'm like, what the hell? Nice. Oh my god, she got it. So yeah, so. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's my purchase for the week. The uh, the complete collection of the Ghostbuster figures. Yeah, I'm very excited about that. I'm actually I'm I'm kind of torn because I I'm in the uh, you know let them breathe phase, but but those, those packages are pretty sick, sweet. Dude. Oh, yes, oh, I don't, I don't, oh like, no no hey you you want to let them breathe, man? Let them breathe. Come on. I don't, I don't know. I have to see. I have to see an unboxing first, maybe. 
<laughs> well, yeah, I'll, I'll do an unboxing. I'll do an unboxing first, and then you can decide whether or not you want. Because I'm definitely letting them breathe. So, um, you can you can see if 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 you want to go ahead and let them out or not. But yeah, the packaging on those special, like it was the same with the turtles. I was like, God, the packaging on this is so sick when they did the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles collab. Um, but yeah, dude, that that hunting. So I went out to Walmart. Let me. I'll tell my story um, about finding the Ghostbusters. So I've been checking Brickseek. There was literally nothing within like a hundred mile radius of of my of my house, and so I just kept checking every day. And then all of a sudden, um, I got the I got I got an itch, and I was like, oh, maybe I should check Brickseek. Um, and I check it. And sure enough, like five stores around me, like light up with like in stock. And I'm like, oh crap, like I need to make this happen tonight. Um, but the problem was, is it was like bedtime for the baby face. And I'm like, oh God, like, what do I do? You know, I'm here by myself. Like if I screw, if I screw this up and the baby face, like just refuses to go to bed or I, I like screw up his bedtime. Um, like I'm going to really regret this, but we were like, you know what? Screw it. We're, we're the fig life all the way. So we went out. We freaking went to Walmart, um, and I searched all around. I was so pissed because I was like, there was two stores that had 12 in stock, which was the whole case. I searched all around. I went. They went to the WWE section. They were not on the pegs. I was like, shit. There was a whole cart. You know how they like they'll roll out the inventory like um, pallets, like with all the toy yeah. boxes and everything. Yep. I like I tore that thing apart looking for Mattel boxes. I was like, well, maybe <laughs> they just ha- maybe they just haven't unpacked it yet. So I looked for the Mattel boxes. There was nothing. I looked up on top of the shelves where they had like overstock up there there was nothing and i had seen the end caps but i literally looked all around like you know anywhere that i thought would have like the little the little end cap nothing so i'm like at this point i'm like totally dejected i'm like i just like you know screwed up my baby's bedtime drove all the way over here and of course it wasn't the walmart there's a walmart five minutes from me it wasn't there, there was none in stock at that walmart it was the walmart across town so like i screwed up my baby's bedtime did all this stuff and i'm not even going to come home with any figs Sure enough, I see this this guy, you know, kind of looks looks a little Luke Harper Jace, um, <laughs> stock in the camping section, and I was like, mm-hmm. I was like, let me just ask this guy, like, you know, you know, when you get a Walmart employee, you never know whether you're gonna get someone helpful or somebody that's just like, you know, doesn't give two shits about what you're looking for or to help you at all. So I'm like, hey man. Is there any way you can tell me if you have something in stock? Um, the the stock the skew is showing that it's here, but before I leave, I want to make sure that it's I, I don't see it on the peg, so I want to make sure that it's not here before I leave. And he's like, well, you know, he looks at the skew and he's like, well, what is it? And I was like, it's WWE elites, um, but they're dressed like Ghostbusters. And I mean, you know, <laughs> how how crazy is that to sound like it's WWE elite action figures, but they're they're dressed like Ghostbusters? And he was like, oh. Dude, yeah. He's like, I was wondering. He's like, there's a little thing right over here. He's like, I was wondering why The Rock was dressed like a Ghostbuster. And I mean, in that moment, I just felt victory like running through my veins. I was like, yes. I mean, if he said he saw The Rock dressed like a Ghostbuster, I knew they were there and they were on the floor. Um, So he took me over and it was like by the bicycles. It was not by like the the action figures at all. Like I feel like Walmart just popped this thing up and was like, hey, let's just put these things right here. You know, Um, it was a small stand. And it was about like, you know, like, I don't know, about three, four feet high, maybe. Um, and it had like it had 12 action figures in there. 
Um, I think they're short packed. I don't know if Sean is short packed everywhere, but there were four Cena's and there was only one Sean, which I thought was was kind of strange. You know what I mean? I feel like they would at least at least give two complete sets. You know what I mean? And then have like two extra Cena's because Cena's like obviously like the most popular current guy. Um, but yeah, they only had one. They only had two. Um, or sorry, they only had one Shawn Michaels. So. I was excited to find that other HB shizzle for for the MVP at, at another Walmart, like you know, way down the way. Which the which the husband got the Rock Walmart Elite. Remember, I told you guys a while back that we weren't getting that figure. Like I had hit Seth up and I was like, "Hey, uh, our buddy Mike Lanham asked if we want the the Rock Walmart Elite." And he's like, yeah, I don't think, he's like, I think we're going to pass on that one. I was like, cool, cool. So wow. I hit, I hit up Mike Lanham and I was like, yeah, we're going to pass. Cause you know, we're kind of, we're not completionists anymore. We're trying to like thin the herd a little bit. Um, just collect what we love. And then this fool goes into Walmart, sees the rock Walmart elite and then comes out with it. And I'm like, what happened to not getting that one? He was like, he was like, I saw it in person and it looks so awesome. I had nice. to get it. Um, but he, he had the worst time getting that one. That's when we were going to get the the HBK for, for Marco, he went in and it wasn't ringing up in the system. And I mean, he, you would have thought he was talking to like some, you know, freaking circus monkeys in there. Like, you know, just trying to be like, dude, just like, I'm sure it won't matter. Just like key in 15. Like they're like, they're all the elites cost the same. You know what I mean? Like just ring it up. And it was, it was a fiasco. He was in there for like 20 minutes trying to get, this figure and they call like the manager over and it was one of those type situations. So I hope it was worth it, Seth, <laughs> after I could have had it for you a freaking month ago, um, from our, from our buddy, Mike Lanham. But other than that, we got a heart foundation chalk line jacket and a Yokozuna chalk line jacket, Ooh, the chalk nice. line. Yeah. So, so they're so sick. I haven't even taken pictures of them yet. Um, or taken them out of the plastic. So I need to do that and take some pictures because you guys like they're so mage. Uh, we talked about the Patreon earlier. I don't want to, you know, just be a shill for ourselves here, but I mean, we 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 have a pretty awesome group. There's 62 of us on this on this uh, Facebook group. Uh, that it's it's Patreon subscribers only, and uh, I mean, it starts a dollar a month gets you uh, our show notes emailed to you every week, gets you access to our giveaways that we do on the show, and also access to this Facebook group. And it's been awesome because everyone's kind of posting stuff that they buy. If people find extra stuff, you know, Sheena saw that display and posted a picture of it, let people know that, uh, you know, they were available as long as she was in the store. So uh, our buddy TJ, who is on the group has an awesome story that I wanted to to just read. I'm going to read the whole post of what he wrote. Um, He posted this to our Facebook group last night at 10 o'clock. He says something pretty awesome just happened. Went back to Walmart to pick up these two for the group. This is a Ghostbusters, I think it's a Ghostbusters Rock and a and a Rock Elite. Uh, I said, well, standing in line behind a Vietnam vet, learned a while back to say welcome home to Vietnam vets. He was buying some cans of dog food and a few other little things. I said, I got this, welcome home. He looked at me and said, no, I got yours. He demanded that he buy these figs for me. I was just, I was like, these are $17 a piece. He didn't care. He said people have bought his items for him before and he wanted to do something for someone who had offered to buy him stuff for him. Uh, We talked for about 20 minutes afterward, long post, but uh, to pay it forward for his generous action, I'm going to give these two figures away for free. First two people to reply, which one you want gets it. Uh, So TJ, uh, you're awesome. You've been an awesome addition to uh, our Patreon group. You, uh, 
post quite a bit on there. And that's a cool story of, you know, trying to pay it forward and then it turning around and somebody, you know, hooking you up and then you doing the same for us uh, here in the group. So, uh, like I said, it's a dollar a month to sign up for our Patreon and it's going to definitely pay for itself when you see some of the, uh, you know, go on eBay or Mercari and try to drink, try to get that uh, Undertaker Ghostbusters figure right now. It's it's going for like 80 bucks. Some some scalpers are out there selling it. So we always try to sell it to each other for, for retail price or, or close to it uh, with current stuff. So it's it's definitely been pretty cool. So just wanted to read that story that TJ posted onto the Facebook group. But uh, yeah, the a lot of the WalMarts are getting them. Out. The WalMarts here have not received them here in Ma- in Maryland yet, as far as I know, in the last couple of days. Oh, they're they're going to be coming. I I, just, yeah. I encourage everybody to stay patient, because um, you know, like if you go online right now and go on eBay, like the prices for the Ghostbusters figures are like stupid, ridiculous. Ex- yeah, stupid expensive right now. Same with the um the Liv Morgan and the Sonya Deville. Like it's just absolutely like absurd that anyone is paying that amount for you know, a figure period, um, that is a new figure for that matter. You know, we don't even know what the distribution or the demand for these things is. So just stay patient guys. These things will pop up. If you give it a few weeks, like the, the prices will drop so dramatically as these things continue to be pushed out. Um, so like, don't go on. I mean, I guess, you know, you do what you want with your pocketbook. I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to tell you how to spend your money. Um, but don't like panic and feel like you have to get them off eBay just because you're seeing pe- seeing them pop up and they're not hitting your area yet because they will. I think these things are going to be pretty widespread. Yeah, I think so too. I think it's going to be something they want to have like on the pegs, especially because it's all big name guys on the on the thing. But I, I did I did like I <laughs> talked about last week. I picked up off of uh, Instagram. I paid a little extra to get it shipped out here to me. But with the shipping and everything, it was worth it. I got the Undertaker figure. It's a cool-looking figure as much as I should. Oh, these, so sick. These, yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's an awesome – especially if – it makes me want to collect all the Undertakers now now that I, now that I have two or three of them in, in the box. So, um, yeah, it's a, it's a cool figure. Uh, I did want to give a shout-out to uh, our friends uh, on the Patreon that have been sending us figures for our giveaway – uh, we have this toy drive that's been going on that we wanted to tell you about. It's pinned to our Twitter account. It's at Chick Foley Show, but the address is P.O. Box 3203, Catonsville, Maryland, 21228. Set up a P.O. Box here at the local post office. So if you have any figures you want to send, uh, and I've been trying to post on Twitter, Sheena, um, and, and to our Facebook group, if I see any deals uh, on uh, Amazon or any of these other websites, for some yeah. cheap stuff, you know, you know, five dollar figures. If you can get, you know, the, the key is to get Amazon to get free shipping and just send it, you know, send it right to the address instead of you sending it to your house and then paying for shipping. But exactly. uh, you know, any, anything counts. We're going to do a big giveaway to the Toys for Tots here in Baltimore uh, in December. So that's uh, going to a good cause. As far as and maybe my, maybe we'll do an awesome giveaway for anybody who donates um, to to the toy drive. You know I like what I that. mean? I like that. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm totally I'm totally willing to put forth something something awesome for you know to get this donation to be really big and successful and to have our toy drive be just off the chain for sure uh so yeah i picked up that ghostbusters undertaker figure i went to burlington coat factory i don't know if it's it's not burlington coat factory anymore i think it's just burlington now burlington okay something. michael scott yeah yeah shoo la la you know for the, for the big <laughs> yeah. occasions in a man's life did any, did anyone throw fake blood at you you went to the Burlington Coke factory. You go to Burlington with $500. You can literally yeah. live like a king. Uh, <laughs> no, but uh, the Major Brothers posted there was Pete Dunn's there for, for 10 bucks. Uh, 
some people are finding. I didn't find any of those, but I did find a Neville Elite King of the Cruiserweights. And a I pack? Saw, uh, a what? Uh, well, yeah, pack. Yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Two pack. Yeah. Um, but I sold that to uh, one of our Patreon subscribers, uh, Wayne St. Germain. He, want, he was looking for that figure, so I, I sold it to him there. And I continue to find the Retro Series 8 at the Marshalls stores nearby me for you know four ninety nine. I can't resist them. I keep picking them up. I uh, end up probably donating most of those. I already have a whole mint-on-card collection, and I now almost have a whole second mint-on-card collection. It's getting pretty disgusting over here. The wife doesn't need to know uh, all <laughs> right. about these. They're all hidden. Just like they're, going to, they're going to kids at Christmas. It's going to be fine. There you yeah. go. Just let her, just let her know. And also, can we just acknowledge what a uh, mage name Wayne St. Germain? Oh yeah, is yeah. Like that's that's just like such a cool name. I don't know. It's it like just a, rolls like right a, off, rolls right off the tongue. It's like a like a hockey porn star. Like he could be like yeah. he could play hockey during the day. Say, and then, yeah. I was gonna say an athlete. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I guess the St. Germain really adds a little bit of uh, bounce chicka bow wow. Like a French, to it. like a French porn star. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it's nice name there. <laughs> uh, I, the uh, the Target.com website was supposed to have the uh, Mr. Perfect and the Iron Sheik Retro Fest on Sunday at noon. They were doing a flash sale, and it just never happened. It ended up happening on Tuesday, so I ended up grabbing the uh, the Iron Sheik, even though I already bought it off of eBay. And I think Wayne St. Germain is going to buy that from me as well. So, uh, uh, you know, it pays to be a Patreon subscriber, man, because, uh, you know, we, we ha- always have... Uh, you know, we have 60 sets of eyeballs going out and buying stuff and, and finding things and selling and trading and stuff like that. So, uh, and I, I sold, I sold all my, um, well, not all of them, but I sold like, you know, my, my chalk line jackets. That's where I put them first was on Patreon. A lot of the patrons, uh, grabbed those up before I offered them to the masses. So you never know what you're going to find on our Facebook group. We, we have to talk about the outrageous, well, we kind of already talked about it, but the live Morgan elite, I guess has already been seen on ebay even though it hasn't been seen in targets and i think someone posted in the group that it was on for like 265 dollars somebody had the balls to yeah try and sell that figure for like almost 300 dollars like oh my god oh well, i mean was it was it listed i can't remember if it was listed or if the, it was a, a it sold listing yeah it was a sold yeah, listing was, or like someone had, like is, had the best offer on it yeah so yeah i have to wonder if those people ever pay up like you know what i mean like i always yeah. question those types of things like if somebody like makes like an outrageous bid and then they just don't end up paying because i cannot for the life of me see any sane person paying $245 for a, f- a figure that's not even been distributed yet. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Like, I have, a, I would have a hard time paying $245 for, like, a holy grail, like, one of one. You know what I mean? Like, I'd be like, oh, do I really need that? You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not like the $1,000 broski. I'm not going to be dropping five grand on, you know, a freaking big boss man. You know, it's just not my, just not my style. So the fact that people are spending like, you know, two, 300 bucks on these target exclusive figures that, I mean, we have, I mean, I know this probably doesn't have anything to do with the collectability of the figure, but I mean, we haven't even seen Liv Morgan on TV in weeks. You know what I mean? Like, what yeah. is she even doing now? You know, it's not like a Charlotte figure or something, you know? Sheena, how often have we seen... I talked to some. I was talking to somebody about this the other day. The fucking Alexander Wolf figure that we were all chasing. That guy... I've never even seen that guy wrestle. Like, Mate- he's, an Imper- he's an Imperium now. He's, uh, you know, he's part of Walter's crew. Mattel has just, just the, the best game plan here. Like, the figures they know are not going to sell, 
or you know, or do well. Yeah. If, if there was, you know, if Pat Patterson was like just in a regular set of elites, you think any kid is picking that up off the shelf? Hell no. Yeah. That would be the ultimate peg warmer, but because we think it's rare and it's hard to find, we're all hunting for it. I mean, it's 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 pretty smart on their end. Yeah, they're not done. This isn't their first charade. You Ain't know, their first rodeo. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we did get word that the uh, network spotlight figures are going to show up at New York Comic Con via Entertainment Earth, and then they'll be available through uh, Target. So that's Diesel, Oscar. Jinder Mahal and Rey Mysterio. Any interest in those figures? Are you going to pick any of those up? The Oscar's pretty. The Oscar's pretty awesome with like the little headdress and everything. Um, probably pick that one up. I do like that. And I like the Jinder Mahal. It's a good looking figure too. Yeah. The, the Diesel looks exactly like the Diesel I opened up on my the Patreon unboxing video. It's like the Hall of Fame yeah. one. It looks exactly the same. I don't know what they're trying to pull and then they've had five thousand Rey Mysterios they all look pretty cool but once you have like two or three of them it's like come on I don't need another Rey Mysterio I know they've really been pushing the Rey Mysterio figures out as of late I mean yeah, I feel like I feel like there's been a well, there's been like a Rey in every set recently yeah I mean we, yeah, we had the uh the hall the Halloween Havoc one and the Elite 69 so yeah it's been it's been almost like every other set for sure mm-hmm. so uh, those are coming out, and what about the Don Morocco one or the, the Survivor Series figures? One of those, one of those hitting. Uh, that's a question for the intern. The intern I, yeah. I would imagine. Wouldn't you think that they would come out around Survivor Series? Wouldn't that oh, that's make that's a pretty good? Yeah, <laughs> the most sense, right? Like I would feel like that would be like a, maybe a Black Friday, like November drop or something, yeah, right? True. Good call. Um. So I mean, obviously, I have I cannot remember for the life of me when those are supposed to drop but um i would imagine it would be sometime around that all right let's get into our random merch of the week and this is from yeah uh, good a good a good brother mike lanham who was on our AEW recap show and uh he's got a pretty interesting item here yeah, Mark Lanham, uh, Mark Lanham, Mike Lanham sent us um, via DM his random merch. We've been asking, you know, some of our followers and stuff like that to send us like, you know, random wrestling merch that they have around their house, you know, with a, with a story behind it, something that's like a little bit kind of obscure. And Mike's definitely like meets the criteria. So here's his story. It says in September 2008, Midway, the company that bought you or that brought you NBA Jam releases TNA Impact for PS3, 360, and Wii. As the number one selling store in the nation for this game, I was awarded a round trip fare for two um, and hotel to Orlando to catch a pay per view. Also, part of the prize was every piece of merchandise they put out for an entire year. Ended up with all kinds of t shirts, signed photos, an authentic world title. Um, and he said one item he ended up with was this thumb wrestling ring he searched up and down on ebay and never seen another one since um yeah it was originally slated to be a pre-order bonus for smaller retailer uh, for a smaller retailer game crazy i can't find much about it so maybe it never got handed out or saw the light of day if anyone else can find info on this i would love to hear it i found one photo and that's it and i attached it below so i'm going to post a photo on our instagram and i'll probably post it in the instagram stories too so you guys can see it but it's actually it's it's pretty funny it's a little ring it's like an octagon 
Um, and it's it's got T and TNA Impact logo right in the middle, and it's got two holes for your thumbs. So he's posted this picture of uh, Joe and Jay Lethal. As what I'm imagine, I think it's Jay Lethal. Um, yeah, it is. Uh, thumb wrestling uh, when this thing. So each person puts their thumb in the ring, and then you wrestle um, while you're like kind of like holding hands. It's actually a pretty cool little thing, um, but it is definitely random, and it looks like a piece of merch that would come in like a loot crate or something. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm gonna post it on there and see if you know. I mean, I know we got a lot of eBay sleuths that can like find stuff. Seth is like the man at finding. Um, random crap on ebay like this so yeah we'll definitely have to look it up and see if we can we can find you another one but yeah i'll post the pictures it's pretty cool and uh yeah that is our random merch so thanks mike for sending that in because this is exactly the kind of stuff we're looking for it's amazing that tna had samoa joe kurt angle sting aj styles and still could not even like be competitive with you know i don't know if it was just poorly managed i wasn't a, a huge tna watcher back then but i mean they definitely had some badass talent yeah it isn't i mean poor poor management can ruin everything i mean we've seen that over and over again yeah. in wrestling it doesn't matter how good your talent is um i mean you can still <laughs> you can still find a way to f it up if you, oh, if yeah. you yeah. piss poor piss poor management all right, let's get into our retro wrestling recommendation of the week. And this is, uh, oh, man, this is a, a pay-per-view that I uh, hold near and dear to my heart. Oh, really? I did not realize this when I chose this. I picked it because it was kind of timely with what we have going on uh, on SmackDown. You know, we saw Brock and Kofi go head-to-head, and they're going to face on the the debut of SmackDown Live on Fox but so this is a match uh, from July fourth, two thousand fifteen. This is Kofi versus Brock from Beast in the East. Um, this is this was a great pay per view. I don't I don't know how many people really like. It's not one that gets talked about a lot. I don't think um, because it was kind of like off the beaten path. You know what I mean? It was kind of just like out of out of nowhere. Um, but there are some really really good matches on this card. And although Kofi versus Brock is not like a, an instant classic or anything like that. Basically Brock just like squashed Kofi and he squashed the other um, members of the new day as well as when they tried to come out and help Kofi. I feel like this is, this is a really cool match to go back and watch simply because like just to see the evolution of Kofi, like Kofi's in a totally different place now than he was back then. I think back then the new day were only like one time champs at this one time tag champs at this point, you know, and we've seen them just um, accomplish so much since then. And, you know, how, how their characters have evolved, how their, you know, in ring work has evolved, how their mic skills and their characters have evolved. And it's really cool to see the new day in 2019 versus like the new day in 2015. And I think, now like you know like i said brock basically squashed the entire new day and i cannot see that being the case in 2019 i feel like if anything it's going to be a hell of a fight yeah oh yeah it's going to be a totally different story uh, it's interesting main event dolph ziggler and john cena versus uh kane and king barrett i don't know how that fit but uh, we also got uh, Finn Balor defeating Kevin was Owens. That I, thought it, I thought the main event was Finn Balor uh, defeating Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. Maybe I was wrong. I don't know. I can't remember the the order of the card. But I don't, for some reason, I thought I always think of Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens when I think of this card. Yeah, that, I don't know if that was the last match or next to the last match. I'm trying to remember, too. Yeah, it was Finn Balor versus Kevin Owens for the NXT Championship. That was a great match, too. Um, I woke up 
early my son was born in March of that year, so he was what like four months old yeah, or something four or five months old, yeah, so you know he you know we were kind of trading off on waking up in the middle of the night or something, and I knew that this pay per view was coming, so like I volunteered to wake up early with him as a as a small little baby and uh, oh cool yeah know, and i think it, you know because it was in japan or something it started yeah, it was know, in tokyo japan. and it started i want i want to say it started like five in the morning or something four mm-hmm. or five in the morning so it was on fourth of july like you said so uh you know I, I woke up with him and we came downstairs and sat on the couch and i you know he wasn't really watching it but it was kind of our first wrestling event we watched together so uh, it's pretty cool, yeah, yeah, and, and I love Fourth of July, so I was like amped up to be like start the day off early and you know watch a wrestling event before uh, you know eating a bunch of hot dogs and watching fireworks. So uh, it was it was cool, yeah, it was a good show. Yeah, I think for us it came on at like eleven o'clock or midnight because I remember, oh, um, yeah. Seth being like, you know, you need to go take a nap <laughs> before <laughs> before Beast in the East comes on because I know you're gonna fall asleep during this. But yeah, it came on. It was it was late at night because yeah, if it was four o'clock in the morning for you, it was definitely like um, either like midnight or eleven o'clock for us over in Hawaii. Yeah, so yeah, um, yeah, pretty pretty crazy. Um, and you know, I, I always like those events because it just feels it just feels different. Like when we were watching, you know, the UK takeovers and stuff like that. Just watching wrestling at a different like part of your day if you're able to obviously some people you know they work and they have to catch the replay but if you're like um if you're able to watch those things live it's like really cool to like watch it at a different point of day it just kind of gives you a different perspective for sure yeah check out that show and that was probably the best match and there was a couple good matches on that car but yeah the mm-hmm. finn balor kevin owens is the best i forgot to give a shout out to uh at tmnt underscore wwe underscore toys uh, he had tweeted out that he had found uh, the Zack Ryder Retro Fest. I'm sorry, the Zack Ryder Retro Series Eight at his local Marshalls. I was like, dude, I need one of those. That's the only one I can't find. He's like, okay, send me your address, and he sent it to me, and I hadn't heard from him. And he's like, uh, it should be there pretty soon. I'm like, what should be? He's like, what are you talking about? He thought I was crazy, but he sent it to me. And I was like, okay, how much do I owe you? And he just wouldn't let me send him a payment. So uh, thank you, Jerome. I appreciate uh. it. Yeah, I mean that's just. Uh, the, the the bright spots of the figure community like helping each other out. I'm gonna pay that forward for sure. So I wanted to I wanted to touch on that. And we want to touch about talk about our boy wrestling for sale, starting a whole new uh new new project, man. Yeah, I was actually going to um I, I definitely had it on here to, oh, good, to good. give him give him some give him some love because so cool. Yeah. The first like like major wrestling marketplace. I mean, if you, I mean, I'm sure most of you guys know who wrestling for sale is. I mean, he sells like some of the freaking most rare, amazing, like vintage finds in the game. And, you know, from time to time, he'll do like a pop-up at like big events like SummerSlam or like a mania or something like that and bring out some stuff. But um, I mean, I like, like I said, some of the stuff is just like incredible to see. Um, I don't, you know, some of it's too rich for my blood, but at the same time, I'm like, damn, dude, like those things are, it's just so awesome how long some of these things have been around. Um, but, uh, him and, uh, extra cooler who we also love Nick from extra cooler, uh, Zorro Mendez, who's like the king of LJNs, uh, Pollyanna and Lapelia, They have all like kind of joined forces to create this like all in one, like wrestling marketplace. So you're not just gonna, you're not just gonna find, um, vintage, 
uh, wrestling merch there anymore. I mean, you're going to find pins and art and like all kinds of amazing, you know, wrestling merch. It's unique. Um, and I love to support makers and artists and things like that. So it is definitely, definitely my jam. Yeah, it's a pretty cool website. If you go to it, it's kind of like an eBay, but just for wrestling figures, you can buy and sell stuff yeah. on here. So if you you know, just basically snap a picture, sell your item, ship it out, and uh, it's just kind of a go-to spot. So hopefully we can be more involved with this going forward. Uh, I enjoy all four of those people. Uh, they're all good follows on Instagram, so check them out there for sure. Yeah, it's at wrestling and then the number four and then sale, S-A-L-E, on Instagram. So he still posts stuff there daily, um, you know, uh, so make sure you check him out on Instagram if you don't check out the website. But the website is actually pretty cool, and it's been a project he's working on for a long time. So I'm excited that it's actually come to fruition, and he's partnered with some really amazing, some really amazing guys out there in the wrestling community. And uh, I'm excited to see where this goes and how, how it grows you know yeah it's gonna it's a pretty cool idea i've uh you know i'm surprised i don't like this has come along uh before so um, yeah and speaking of awesome guys on instagram i also have to give a shout out to the wrestling classic um just a, a a good friend of a good friend of Chick Foley. Um, we I, I literally have been following the wrestling classic since I started Chick Foley like four and a half years ago, and um, he recently started a podcast. And you know he's a wealth of knowledge when it comes to to wrestling. And I just I, I he's a really great guy, a really awesome member of the wrestling of the wrestling I, IWC. So make sure you follow him um, at the wrestling classic, and then uh, go subscribe to his his. Um, podcast over on apple itunes i'm sure you can find it on all your favorite podcast platforms but i think most of our people probably use the itunes am i right i think so i think i think that's the kind of the, the preferred spot and if you do go to itunes give us a nice review on there a nice little five star ski review uh yeah while you're there you. yeah well while you're there you know save yourself yeah. some time uh yeah because we got some cool stuff coming up down the pike. We're going to do those Patreon episodes this weekend. I'm going, to, I'm going to eat some chicken sandwich. The wife is away this weekend for work, so I'm just going to eat chicken sandwiches probably the whole the whole weekend. I'm just going to eat. Nice. Like, I can't stop thinking of it. This whole episode, I've been kind of distracted because I'm just thinking about chicken sandwiches. Yeah, for sure, dude. Get, get your hands on one of them Popeye's chicken sandwiches. And the spicy is the way to go. The original was good because Seth you and I. Like, Wait, is Seth home now? He got home, yeah. Oh, he shit, just got nice. He he snuck in under the cover of darkness. Yeah, he the heel husband made his debut. It was later than expected, but earlier than his. Um, he got extended, so he still got home earlier than his predicted cool. extension date. So yeah, he got home yesterday, which was really cool. So that one of our first stops, we were like, let's find us some Popeyes chicken sandwiches. Oh, so, so romantic! Yeah, what a romantic so, first dude, date back. Dude, we are we are suckers <laughs> for for some fine dining. Um, but yeah, we went to our favorite Popeye's establishment and we, uh, we got some chicken sandwiches and we got, um, we got one original and one spicy and then we split it, you know, all romantic style. We're lady like, Hey, the, you lady eat- in the tramp style. Yeah. I was like, you eat half the, you eat half the original. I'll eat half the spicy and then we'll switch. That's <laughs> you awesome. Know? I like that. Um, and then, uh, so it was really good. And both of us, the, the verdict from, from both of us is that the spicy was the way to go. Okay. It does have a little bit of kick to it. I, I, I don't mind it. Um, but if you are sensitive to spicy food, maybe the original might be, might be your calling. But, um, if you like a little bit of, you know, kicking your food it the spicy, man, is so damn good. Very nice. Yeah, I can't wait. I cannot wait to try that. I'm, I've gone on record. I prefer, if I had the choice between chicken or steak the rest of my life, I'd go chicken. 
just more it's just a more versatile meat. It's just uh, I like it in many different ways. Chicken salad. I love chicken tenders. I love. Uh, I don't know, you know. Yeah, I like I like chicken too. Man, I love me a good I love me a good steak. I'm yeah, not gonna I do. lie. Hey, I don't. I'm I love steak too. But I mean, do you I like can, do you like dark meat or do you like white meat on your chicken? I've n- I did not start eating dark meat chicken until I met my wife because her parents eat it all the time, like chicken thighs. My parents only ever made chick like grilled chicken breasts when I was a kid, like dry ass oh, grilled chicken breasts. Like it was, my mom yeah. was the worst. I love my mom for a lot of things, but she cannot cook or shit. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, we just always had like rice and like carrots and like a grilled piece of chicken for dinner, like once a week. And like, I just oh hated it. Oh my gosh. But then, you know, yeah. once I went, I went to college and, and discovered like the Southern way of actually being able to cook food and making it uh, bad for you. Uh, yeah, that yes. was my downfall. So. Yeah, I, I'm I'm a dark meat all the way. If I could only eat one, definitely like wings, wings, thighs, drumsticks. That's my that's my wheelhouse. Like at chicken breast, you can just take that and feed it to the dogs. I don't, I don't really care about chicken breast, even though even though the chicken sandwich is a chicken breast. But I mean, obviously, it's like crispy and fried and covered in mayonnaise and pickles. Like, I mean, yeah, it's going to be good that way. But yeah, if you're just cooking regular chicken, it's got to be dark meat. What about you, Marco? Before we close out this show, what is uh, what's your preferred chicken darkness level or lightness level. <laughs> so the hard-hitting um, questions yeah <laughs> oh my god it's so hard i don't even know how to answer this one um no definitely dark meat um my uh my father um is a southern boy so well was a southern boy grew up in mississippi so i always had those uh great uh southern dishes mm-hmm. every night for dinner my mother's italian too so nice italian dishes and um, nice southern dishes but yeah definitely definitely the dark meat um fried chicken is was definitely my favorite he cooked it exactly how like kentucky fried chicken or any or popeyes like it, it tasted just like that like my, uh. how my friends would uh come over and they'd be like oh you guys ordered kentucky fried chicken i'm like no nah, my dad just Doing some oil in a pot and frying up some chicken. You got <laughs> to soak it in the buttermilk and let it break down. Dude, fry, fried chicken is such a such a monumental pain in the ass to cook, but man, the payoff is so worth it if you yeah, do it right. Like so, it is so it is so freaking good. So um, man, I can't believe I have to go to bed. And there there is not a piece of chicken in this damn house. Oh man, yeah, <laughs> my, my wife. My wife is, I told you, my wife is on this like uh, diet where, you know, not diet, but it's just like trying to eat all vegetables. And I went to the butcher shop the other day and they had beef ribs for 99 cents a pound. So I got like this, it's basically like pork ribs, but it's like, it looks like what they put on the Flintstones cards. Like, you know, it's like a foot long and I put it in the oven to cook tonight and just like, I was just eating them over the sink while she was eating a salad. I just felt like so. She's like, I feel like you're eating now that I'm eating salads only. I feel like you're eating more meat. I'm like, yeah, I know this is not. You know, ninety. I was like, it was like a whole rack of ribs cost me like four to five dollars. I'm like, you're I like, had, I have to, I have to make up for your percentage that you're not yeah, eating. Yeah, you know what I mean. Exactly. So, like, like Ron Swanson said, like you, you brought me food that that's, that my, that food, my eat. food eats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, sure. so next week we will uh, we won't have any kind of pay per view to recap or preview, which would be nice. Uh, yeah. We will talk about some purchases and get into some wrestling. Uh, but again, if you're a Patreon subscriber or you're thinking about it, this is a good time to do it. This weekend we will do our WWE mock draft: Sheena versus Phil. 
Uh, it will not be Marco deciding because, of course, he's going to she- uh, side with Sheena, of course. Uh, he's, always, he's always biased against me. He's always he always has been. Uh, but we're going to leave this up. We're going to leave this up. To, we're going to leave this up to the the listeners, and you guys will be able to vote on social media who has the better squad. Maybe we'll do two. You have to draft two tag teams and two female wrestlers, and the rest can be whatever you want because we want to have a yeah. pretty diverse yeah. squad. We're we're equal. We're equal opportunists here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, one one midget, one cruiserweight, and one. Uh, I'll get El Torito. You can have uh, the other guy. Remember we had this. Yeah, El Torito yeah. was pretty yeah. badass, man. I, Dude, like, the, I like El Torito. Yeah, you can talk about you can talk about the little people, but the WLC match was freaking oh, made. Awesome, my son that, loves it. I love the WLC match. Yeah, it's 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 one of my favorite. Like just like un, unsuspecting moments in WWE. I love that. All right. Lizzo, play us out. We'll be talking to you guys next week. Thank you for listening. For Sheena and Marco, uh, this is Phil Gentile. Stay classy, Marks. We will talk to you soon. Get right.